Here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, the Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Thursday. That's Thursday, March 8th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events, of course, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine and we'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon we always do so take part in the most listened to the most popular the most widely heard the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of florida pick us up on iHeartRadio. go to realradio.fm that's our website you can follow me on twitter at real jim then send us a text on anything at any time. I promise we'll read it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 77031, powered by David Moss Toyota and David Moss. What's the other one? Chevrolet, sir. There you go. Thanks. Yeah, it's a bitch getting older. Anyway, but on the phones, long distance, toll free, one 978 1041 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo's here. She has news yes, in a few sir. minutes. We'll work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Later in the program, right after the news with Mo, we have that bonus round of Closest to the Pin, followed by Jack's audio file. We'll talk with Pat Clark today, of course. He handles uh, sports over at Channel 2. Talk about the Bay Hill uh, Golf Tournament and some other things as well. Uh, regular round of Closest to the Pin. Jim Colbert tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 7. We'll talk to him to see what he has planned for tomorrow's program. So You Want to Win? It starts at about 6. Eddie the Shaman will be coming by to take part in that and serve as a lifeline. Then Eddie will get our chakras aligned and our chi flowing going into Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sunday. Yeah. And nothing to, uh, you know, you know this, uh, I was thinking about this last night, <clears throat> this whole uh, Stormy Daniels thing, Oof. that's now becoming even, this is becoming a bigger story than otherwise it was a couple of weeks ago, because now they're talking about possible campaign contribution violations and things like that. And but you got Russians. This is the be- this is really the best soap soap opera now on TV. It's true, it is the best thing going on TV. Now I know the Bachelor and the Bachelorette and the the Voice and the, and I understand that. But this, you got Russians, you got spies. You've got grand juries, you got the FBI, you've got politics, you have family intrigue, uh, adultery, um, let's say porno, mm-hmm. nepotism, the media, and this big stew of stuff that's it's fantastic. 
Did you watch a lot of news last night? Well, I mean, uh, just because every day it seems down, it's it's speeding up. It's uh, to a certain degree exponential in in speed. It seems that it's really starting to churn any day now. Any day now, uh, the special counsel and the grand jury, they're going to issue an indictment on somebody where you're going to, oh, my God. Not him. You ought to get a little bit, just maybe a little bit, if you're not into this, just a little bit more background. Even the Watergate thing took a while for the country to get involved in. You know, really say, what the hell is going on? Of course, there weren't, wasn't cable TV around. There weren't, it wasn't a myriad of channels that you could say, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. You could move on to something else. But this is really pretty good stuff. It's very entertaining as far as I'm concerned. The sad fact of the matter is, it's uh, sad for democratic values, but it is a great soap opera. This Stormy Daniels thing, this will, I happen to believe, you know, the porn star who alleges uh, an affair with Trump and she was paid off by Trump's attorney. And then Trump's attorney, nobody's going to admit that Trump had an affair with Stormy Daniels. And then you say, well, what was the $130,000 for? There's not any lawyer that's going to shell out $130,000 for their client, especially without even discussing it with their client. So the question is, did he discuss it with the client? Mm-hmm. Was it an in-kind contribution to keep uh, somebody silent a week before the election? It, uh, there's, a, it, there's a whole bunch of stuff stewing right now. <laughs> That could really that could present some more. Plus, you have written more resi- more resignations from the administration. This administration has had a turnover rate of forty three percent. Forty three percent of the people who went into this administration in the White House essentially have left or have been fired. Mm. It's good stuff. I mean, it's it's really it's pretty juicy. good. Stuff. It is. Yeah. I'm trying to track down the mullet festival. The what did you want to go? Are you growing a mullet? In Australia? No, I had one. Well, everybody had one at one time. But, uh, you know, I'm not talking about the fish. I'm talking about the haircut. Ah, uh, I had one. Oh, I thought you were growing them. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I understood that. You're... Every once in a while, you see a guy with a mullet. Can you pull it you'll off? You'll hear people say, what are you doing? That no, I don't think anybody can pull it off. No? And, um, and people say, God, jeez, man, what are you doing with that hair? That's a guy. He knows. <laughs> I've said this a thousand times before, and I do believe this. Yeah. This guy knows. Look, I know I got a crappy haircut. I know I'm wearing a mullet, but I also know that when I go into the club, you know, the odds are that there's going to be at least one woman in there, maybe two on a good night, that really like a man with a mullet. And that's what he's counting on. That's okay. what he's counting on. The man with the mullet. There's a mullet festival somewhere where men who still sport the mullet haircut. I believe. Ugh. I believe Australia's having one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to go to Australia, but I'm not going there just for mm. the mullet festival. I'll go for Russell Crowe's auction. Yeah, Russell Crowe's having an auction. He's getting a divorce. Maybe he needs the money. I don't know what he's doing. But he's got rid of a lot of su- stuff through Sotheby's. And here's what I think we ought to do is the part of the, the file ought to do. What are we doing? Let's I'm go doing... through the list. Okay. Let's go through, through some of the things up for auction. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll get some investor. What we have to do, we have to do this. Yeah, buy low, turn it around for a profit. You know uh, what I'm saying? Oh, so we want to buy some? Like that fiddle that, that he had, the fiddle that he had on Master and Commander. Oh, buddy. Flip that Russell Crowe memorabilia is what you're Flip saying. Flip it just like that. Boom. Shot doctor. Just like a snap of the fingers. So that fiddle's going for what? A uh, hundred ten to $140,000. What do you think we could flip? You think we can probably flip it and make a... $10,000 profit? Yeah, roughly. Probably sell it for 150. There you go. If we get it at about 130, sell it for 150, we're in we're in good. 
We're in good on that one. Maybe we can find something a little less expensive. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah. I, I, that sounds How a little about, rich for me. Well, we have to go out there and find investors. You have oh, to go it's out not there just and, the four of us. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah oh, we have oh, to convince. Yeah, they get they get a percentage. Mm. Well, here, Whatever the profit is, they get the percentage of the profit. There's a Muhammad Ali plaster relief life cast face plaque. Oh, so it's a plaster cast of Muhammad Ali's I'll face. We'll take that. $800 to $1,200. Come on. You want to go for it? 200 each? You want to go for it? Sure. And we you know s- you could turn that around for a, couple, for a couple of thousand. Probably sell it for two grand. You're up about I bet thousand. you could. Wait, so Russell Crowe has a plaster mock-up of Muhammad Ali's face? Yeah, Not a mock-up. It's a plaster right. cast a of his face. It's relief. a life mask. How did Russell Crowe get that? Maybe he got it at auction. See? That dude, he's got so much weird stuff. He's got old captain's telescopes from like the 1700s, uh, a bunch of guitars, one of Johnny Cash's Grammy Awards. I think we buy a bunch of this stuff and Jim's going to want to keep it all. I don't want to plaster. What's he want with crap like that? Life what? mask of Muhammad Ali. You don't want crap like that. Oh. I am the greatest. I can't lose. Yeah, Maybe we'll we could give that to whoever wins closest to the pin this year. <laughs> we'll see how you sign up for that. Maybe we'll... Uh... Yeah, put it on your bid? PayPal account. I don't even know how we bid. Well, right. we'll find out. You can bid by phone. You can register for live internet bidding, it says. <sighs> Sounds exciting. Come on, we can throw fu- you know, a couple dollars at it. Sure. Yeah, see what happens. Oh, the real selling... Point here. Oh, what do you got? Well, what do you got? A what do you cased got? pair of 18th century dueling pistols. They're in one of those fancy cases with like the velvet pillows inside them. Yeah. yeah. Right. How much? Five thousand, eight thousand dollars. They're in good condition. I have a friend of mine who uh, once wanted to get involved in in buying and selling firearms, especially antique firearms. Yes. Who had a friend who a friend. said. You don't do that unless you really know what's going on. Yeah. You can really get you can get burned. Unless you're an expert in 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 that particular uh, arena, forget about it. You'll get burned every single time. I'm not going there. I'll go with the plaster mask. Eh. Oh, Jack All right, sounds- okay. It's kind of creepy looking. Does that's it why it's like going to my- sell. Does it look I, like- no, it doesn't. And that's why you're not going to sell it. Because someone has to tell you what it is and tell you it's valuable. Oh, you can't even tell it's what it no, is? No. You think you could take oh. that and go to Louisville and sell it? I'm telling you. How realistic does it look? Yeah, I mean, does it close. look like Muhammad Ali? Kind of. No. If he's sleeping. No, Jack says no. It you says, would have never, ever, right, ever guessed our, it. Post it on our website and see, and let's take a, a vote of the people. All right. And if they think it's a good investment or a bad investment. You know, we can. Good investment I'll put or a bad a, investment. I'll, I'll put up a couple of bucks. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see Sorry, what Sabrina. we can do with it. How quickly right. do we have to turn it around? I uh, give it a month or so. Uh-huh. Well, there's no, there's no, you know, you know how many money in storage. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not inventory, so to speak. Where you do you, who keeps it until we sell whoever, it? Whoever is the uh, largest investor. Majority investor. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. I'll put in $10. Big question is whether the governor will sign <laughs> the gun bill that was passed by the state house yesterday, passed by the state senate. It's now going to the governor's desk. Mm-hmm. And uh, Governor Scott has not indicated whether he will sign it or reject it. If I were a betting man, I'd say... He's probably going to uh, sign it. That's the big question? I thought the big question is the other document on his desk. What's that? 
This daylight saving time, ah. this is a real issue. Jackie's very concerned. I am very concerned because this will affect us greatly. Six months of the year, we're going to be like on central time zone. Yeah. And then the other six months on eastern time zone. Yeah. Because we're not going to. So for our. Our TV will be screwed up. Like TV, our satellite programming that we get, you Football. know, for some of the other stations. Oh, it's going to change everything, and I think it's going to suck. I think people are going to hate it, and I think we ought to realize that now and not even deal with this mess. It's only going to be one financial mess. Somebody, <laughs> but somebody is pushing it for a reason. The tourism What's the industry. Reason? It's the tourism industry. Yeah. Keep Greater it lighter. Scott Maxwell, yeah, of Lighter, course. later. So keep them in the parks longer. Yeah. Your kids are going to be going to school in the dark at 8 in the morning. Good. Well. They deserve it. They will. The sun doesn't rise till 8.15. Where? Here. Were you listening to Scott Maxwell yesterday? Holy cow, Mo. I was. I think the sun I, rises earlier than that. I, I, at times, I, yeah, but unclear. it changes, you know, throughout the year. Yeah, and you have the shortest day of the year and the yeah, longest day of the year. Yeah, because the earth is on an axis yeah. and, you know, and I understand it rot- science rotates around, so, but it, you know, tilts this way and then the angle of the sun. Right. And so when you shift those hours by an hour, suddenly it's darker an hour later in the morning. This is bad. Let's not do it, people. It's just wrong. You want to make a bet whether it passes or I not? I think so, because only two people voted against it and the governor's sure to sign that. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, this is ridiculous. oh yeah. He wants the yeah. He wants the endorsement of the tourism industry, and if Disney wants it, no. I'm not betting. I'm taking that back. This I'm not is, going uh, there. I think this is going to be a headache, and people are going to hate it. Not cool. Yeah, bro. you get up in the morning, get used to, it, then you pick up the phone to make a you know a business call. call so what are you calling me at uh, eight you know, o'clock in the morning? Come on, what's going on? My sister has lived in Memphis. Call me when the sun comes up. She's lived in Memphis for 25 years uh-huh. and still can't figure this hour out. This thing that she's an hour behind us calling me at 11 o'clock at night. What's wrong with you? It's not yeah. cool. I guess somebody not in the this. neighborhood is mowing the lawn on Sunday, start at 8 o'clock. Not quite sure what to do about that. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. It's almost like you're in the studio with us. Almost. going to tell them that you spilled hot sauce into the mixing board. Facebook.com slash Real Radio 1041. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting SeacoastBank.com. Better by all accounts. He's got the news that ain't gonna bore ya. It's more than a It's more Time for the news. Here's Mo. They are struggling to see the jury in the Pulse Widow case of Noor Salman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, they, they need 56 people in the pool. All right. They have interviewed a gob of people and so far can only find 42 people in the pool. Now, once they get 56, and I'm sure they will today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. get 56 people, then they narrow it down to 12 with six alternates, or really 18. They need to find 18 people who can sit through this trial. Nor Salman's accused or uh, is uh, charged with aiding and abetting the shooter at the Pulse nightclub almost two years ago. 
Some people were excused today because they were news people. They love not news on the air people, but they follow the news super closely mm-hmm. and they knew all the details of all of that. One guy said, uh, I think she could have stopped her husband. Just spoke, blurted it right out there in court. No, he's out. Uh, and, and another person said that Nor Salman was personally, partially responsible for the shooting at Pulse. So, of course, if people have such firm opinions about this, they are clearly not going to be put in the pool. What are our percentage of those people, though? I mean, when you think about it, I just need to get, I, I can't devote two, three weeks, whatever it is. Yeah, you can say case. that. I got, I got to get out of this. Yeah, or are they just saying, so, I don't want any part of this. Well, I just don't. One juror was you removed should, from the pool of potential jurors because she believed that the gay community was targeted in the attack. And she believed that Pulse was targeted because it was a gay club. So as soon as that thing was expressed, that she's out. Uh, I think it was an easy target. Mm, don't know. There I was do. an armed guy at the front. I don't know. No, I just easy, think it was but... an easier target. I, you know, as compared to other things that they say he was surveying that we don't need to yeah. mention. Another juror said, I can't be impartial. I've already made up my mind. She was kicked out. Another juror said she believed Muslim women were not afforded the same rights as men. So maybe her husband was controlling and she had she concocted this whole story, right? And then she got kicked out of the pool. Wow. So yeah, people have strong opinions. They've concocted how they think it was in their marriage or in their pre right. days leading up to the pulse. Anyway, so well, it'll be the big defense. You know, that she was manipulated right. and abused and she had, you know, alternative, or at least in her mind, based on her upbringing or... Her culture, yeah. That she, mm-hmm. you know, she went along with it. There's another story that was huge in this area. What's that? Happened about 14 years ago, and it was the Xbox murders. Yeah, We named that. it the Xbox murders, yeah. The guy's name was Troy Victorino or something like that. Victorino. Up in the land, wasn't it? Yeah. That was pretty gruesome, wasn't Remember it? That? The and he killed bat, people right? for the Xbox. Yeah. He got screwed. Somebody didn't pay off on the Xbox. Right. And, and Oh, and you guys dubbed it the Xbox. That's clever. <laughs> he was convicted of first-degree murder in the killings of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six people. We've had some humdingers in Central yeah. Florida over the years. <laughs> now, we this, have. I mean, it, it Tommy ha- Ziegler back in uh, Winter Garden back in the early 1970s, you know, killed his, I think, parents and two others in yeah. that furniture store. Eileen Wuornos. We had the, uh, remember the, um, the the vampire killings up in Lake County? I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, the Wuornos. The, the and- plaza, the one that you went running to. What? The, the sniper guy. Oh, was- on the top of Jordan Marsh? Well, well, That's there it. There was nobody there. Oh. Okay. Well, there's that. That was a good old day. Uh, the slangs occurred. Ted Cruz. In- what about? Was he local? Who? Yeah, over in Palm Bay. Cruz? What was the guy over in Palm Bay not inside Ted the Cruz. supermarket? Was it Ted? Cru- no, not Ted. Not Ted. Ted Bundy. No. no. Ted Bundy. No. Ted Bundy had a well, Florida Ted Bundy connection was, too. Was uh, convicted here at Florida State. Well, he you know, he killed people. The in trial Florida. was here. Yeah. Well, the murders were here. Were in Tallahassee? Didn't he? Yeah, he kill I mean- uh, co-eds in Tallahassee. Yeah, and then what was the what was the guy in Gainesville that killed them all and chopped yeah. their heads off? Oh, right. When they mislabeled the kid from Brevard, and then it was yeah. another guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Danny, Danny Rowling. Rowling. Oh, Rowling. that's it, Rowling. Points. Mm-hmm. Remember he got married in prison and How was about singing? the guy who shot up the courthouse, the old courthouse? Provenzano. Yeah. Remember him? I remember that, That was too. a shooting, Hyping too. Hyping Cruz. Who do you got there, Cruz, research? Cruz. Nicholas Cruz. He's the one who, boy, shot up Parkland. 
but that's not who you're uh, talking no, about. Anyway. Ted. Okay. Anyway, they're they're struggling to to see the jury. The judge says maybe they'll wrap up tomorrow, but I don't see how that could happen. Uh, you mentioned the school safety bill. We mentioned Parkland just a moment ago. Uh, it's now on Governor Scott's desk, and um, it was approved by the Senate. Then it was approved by the House. Uh, it gives law enforcement more power to seize weapons and ammo from those considered mentally unfit or otherwise a threat. It also makes more funding available for armed school resource officers and mental health services. Now, the Senate bill raises the age to buy all guns from 18 to 21, requires a three-day waiting period to buy firearms at all, and, and bans the sale of possession of bump stocks. One of the students at Parkland has uh, done a parody piece on an NRA. You know who uh, Dana Loesch is? Dana Loesch mm-hmm. is the uh, brunette NRA who's spokesman. Yeah. the spokeswoman for the NRA. Mm-hmm. You know, mean-spirited, these NRA ads. So she's done a parody of that. I think it's on Facebook. See if you can track does it down. We'll put the, it on her. Does she use the... It's a side-by-side thing. So you see Dana Loesch doing her NRA ad, and then you see... Uh, I can't remember her name from Parkland. He's kind of mimics the same ad, but yeah. it's, it's it's against the NRA. A number of, actually, not just a number, but thousands of students in about two weeks, students and families from around the country, yeah. are planning and taking part in the March for Our Lives in Washington, D.C. Many of those attending will be from Central Florida. Uh, they will be pressing U.S. lawmakers to do something. How hard do you think and, it might and, be to get a room uh, up there? Very hard. William Cruz. William Cruz. Thank very you. Mobile mm-hmm. points. The shooting emerging. How about Arlington or, you know, uh, Rockville? Could you, you get some place out there? Rockville then... might be too far, but you could probably go to Chevy Chase. Probably. I'm not playing. I'm not paying Chevy Chase prices, but, you know, Rockville, could I thumb a ride in for the march? <sighs> you don't want to do that. Why not? It's too far. I always thought it was, it was too weird. far about it. Too far. Way what, too far. What, hitchhiking? No. That, there's a place called Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, Maryland. Yeah. 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 Maybe you could go over to, well, I mean, it depends how far you want to drive. Do you want to go to Maryland? you want to go to Virginia? You probably could go to some. I don't want some... to drive anywhere. I'd rather just be able to walk to the march, but if it can't, you know, can you put your thumb out with a sign heading for march? Yeah, maybe somebody would pick you up. Yeah, maybe some NRA member pick yeah! you up. <laughs> Let me take a break. More news with Mo and uh, the birthdays and the food and all that good stuff. Oh, yes. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get back to the news, the birthdays, the food. Don't forget uh, that bonus taste. round of closest to the pin at what? the top of the hour. Back to Mo. Today is March 8th, 2018. I got a lot of things today because I got to catch you up for tomorrow. Today is peanut cluster day. Ooh. What do you mean? Uh, what is that? that? It's like peanut brittle? Peanut cluster. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Now, What's if, wrong it, with that? if they said turtle day, you know, like I like peanut. I like turtles. Turtles, but Isn't that's that peanut not... clusters covered in chocolate? Turtles, caramel. Right. Thought, uh, caramel. Uh, turtles are walnuts, I thought. No, 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 no. Walnut? You're, t- you're, t- you're saying that turtles no, 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 are no, no, peanuts? Tur- peanuts. T- peanut, no. Peanut, peanut clusters no. are peanuts. Today is peanut cluster day. What's yeah, but what's a turtle? a turtle? I'm going peanuts, caramel, chocolate, and nougat. It might be. They I made no up the nuts? nougat part. Huh? I'll call yeah, peanut. Peanuts. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Sounds good, though, doesn't it? Yeah, okay. Get this. Okay, Turtles what? are pecans. Oh, pecans. Oh, whoops. Silly pecans. Both of you owe me a dollar. Okay, tomorrow is an awesome day for food. Two things, great, not so great together, but okay, great. Both of them, I think, sort of, anyway, tomorrow, Friday the 9th, is both crab meat day. Ooh, yeah. Crab meat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not crab with a K. Crab meat, real crabby with mm-hmm. a C. Yeah. And it's also meatball day. See, how do you go wrong with that? Yeah, on a Friday during Lent. Nice going calendar. Yeah, mushroom stuff with crab. That's a good time. Mm, Hell yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's good mushrooms? Oh, mushrooms. I was thinking meatballs. <laughs> that might I, be good. I was thinking, yeah. oh, wow, no, yes, that that's sounds just... disgusting. Uh, okay. Well, you take a meatball, you cut it in a hammy, scoop it out. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. some crab in there. God, that sounds nasty. It does. Nasty. I would eat it. Saturday, uh, the day of the next uh, Orlando City Lions game uh, versus Minnesota, here's some ideas for tailgating. Oh, On yeah. Saturday, the National Food Day is Blueberry Popover Day. Don't ask. I, I picture like blueberry pop tarts. I, I don't know. It's also ranch dressing day and pack your lunch day. So it's tailgate day for me. And then finally on Sunday, Jim, it's oatmeal nut waffle day. So have a waffle on Sunday. If you want to make it a pecan or an oatmeal nut waffle, that oatmeal would be a good time. Oatmeal nut waffle. Yeah. That sounds gross. Yeah, that's not. It I mean, doesn't sound gross. It gr- sounds like it, it would taste like cardboard. Yeah, let's get this Belgian waffle day. Yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. with it. Okay, right. well, that's a different day. You get day. some butter. You get some maple, real maple syrup. There some good go. maple syrup. You're yeah. in, you know, a couple strips of bacon. Yeah. That's all you need. Here you know you what's even good? Bad maple syrup. That's good, too. My husband really doesn't like maple syrup, log you, cabin or Aunt Jemima syrup. Why? Because it's so, not real. He's so picky. He is kind of picky. He is. Yeah, he doesn't There is like... a difference, though. You're right, Jack. Uh, I mean, real, no, honest-to-goodness, Canadian or, or Maine mm. maple syrup, that's that's good stuff compared yeah. to... When when I make pancakes or if I'm making But some... Mrs. Butterworth. He won't eat any Ooh, of that. that's good yeah. He has to have regular maple <laughs> syrup, not... Yeah, right. Why? Because for the same reason, he says that the AirSat stuff doesn't taste right. He's a syrup snob. He is a syrup what, snob. What, he grow up with yeah. fancy syrup? No, not really. Oh, the ones that used to come in the tin that's shaped like a real log cabin? Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. I always look for a maple syrup with a vanilla bean in it. Oh, yeah. And then warm it up. Well, Ooh, That's good stuff. Put it in the microwave for about 10, 10 seconds. This sounds way too complicated. No, it's yeah. too hard, yeah. yeah. There's a new push, Jim, to encourage people to open up their homes to foster children in Central Florida. They are in desperate need. There are more than 600 children already in foster care or group homes in Orange, Osceola, Seminole. But these these homes, these loving foster homes are desperately needed. This weekend, there are gobs of information sessions set up in the Orlando area to answer questions. If people are interested, this would be the time to... George Diaz, uh, who's with the sports section of the Orlando Sentinel. He's a big uh, foster Uh, parent. Foster kid, yeah. Yeah, big time, big time. I'm thinking about doing it, like kicking out my kids and then bringing in foster kids. Because they come with a check, right? Oh, stop it. And they appreciate you more. See? Yep. The stars of a hit TV sitcom, we're talking modern sitcom, sitcom, sitcom. (laughs) yeah, um, are lending their support to the students, uh, uh, Stoneman Douglas, uh, the scene of the massacre, of course. Uh, A video featuring the cast of ABC's Modern Family was just released. It's actually kind of good tie, you know, like Phil and Claire and, you know, everybody else expressed their condolences and support and all of that um, and say they are right by... The side, shoulder to shoulder, with people taking part in the march. Anybody check with Marion Hammer? You say who? Marion Hammer is oh, the NRA lobbyist in Florida. She's been here forever, and she's uh, probably one of the most powerful people in Tallahassee. Yeah. She's the one that uh, essentially writes legislation, and then the legislature, because they're so scared of the N- NRA, they put their stamp of approval on it. Not this time around so much. Missy. She must be flipping out. I know. I know. Well, it depends on the governor, of course. And I bet I would imagine she's putting pressure on the governor. We are number one in Florida. Florida is the best state in the nation Four. for higher education. The ranking by U.S. What? News and World Report <laughs> is ba- higher ed. Okay, so we're talking about colleges. <laughs> and guess what? Uh, they they yeah, look okay. at the time it takes Florida students to complete two or four year degrees, the cost of tuition and fees, the burden of debt for college graduates. It's the second year in a row we've ranked number one. The governor says, of course, you know, it's all his credit. Uh, Tampa is what the best. Are we mar- number, what, what, we're number one. In what, what's the category? Higher education. 
That state in the nation for higher education by U.S. News and World Report, they rank it based on several factors. How about the education? Well, they don't mention that. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tampa is the best market in the nation for first-time home buyers. That's according to that real estate site, Zillow, mm-hmm. uh-huh, which says first-time buyers have it much easier over in Tampa because prices are lower, which means lower down payments, which means your home appreciates in value and all of that jazz. The prosecutor in Tallahassee is reportedly offering the nine members of that Florida fraternity who killed the pledge in that hazing thing. Well, they didn't kill him, per se. Well, they sort of did. No, they, they well, sort of did. They ignored his... Uh, they're charged in the pledge's hazing death, okay? These nine frat boys are charged with the death of this pledge. Now, according to the Tallahassee News... What are they charged News, with? They're charged with his death. That's, I mean, what are they um, officially charged with? Well, I don't know. Second-degree murder, manslaughter. They're getting offered a deal, a plea deal, by the state attorney up there. Says, plead what, and we'll let you go? There are two different options, but they include 60 days in jail or the county work camp, <sighs> followed by two years probation if they agree to a plea on hazing charges. I guess the charges are hazing. That led to his death. Uh, they clear their permanent records? No, oh, oh, no, certainly not. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It doesn't Just mention any him. of that. No. That's on your permanent record. Andrew Coffey of Pompano Beach was... The car wash that the kid, Andrew, life. was only 20 years old when he died last November after downing a bottle of bourbon at the off-campus party. Chug, 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 chug. Come on, bro. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, bro. A South Florida strip... This is important, man. Ah, this is great. A South Florida strip club... Your friends, bro. A strip club down in Pompano Beach in South Florida is advertising the first appearance of porn star Stormy Daniels since she filed suit against President Trumpster. Daniels is scheduled to appear tomorrow and Saturday night at the Solid Gold Fort Lauderdale located in Pompano Beach. And next month, she'll be performing near the Trump Mar-a-Lago Resort. (laughs) With four shows there at the Ultra Gentleman's Club in West Palm. Daniels filed suit yesterday or Tuesday to nullify the non-disclosure agreement. Uh, with the Trump personal lawyer Michael Cohen, who paid her one hundred and thirty thousand. All this Russian meddling and all the things yeah, that are it. going on, and then it's Stormy Daniels love and, it. and her affair with Donald Trump yeah. that could lead to his downfall because of illegal campaign contributions. Remember the Monica Lewinsky thing, and that did, that started with yep. a, you know uh, I believe a lawsuit from some for the most part nondescript woman in Arkansas, mm. and then all this other Michigas uh, you know took yeah, place yeah. and Michigas. led up to uh, led up to that. Mm-hmm. And this this Trump is dealing with a lot worse than Bill Clinton ever faced. You think? I know. Mm. Uh, speaking of Trump, he will have something um, to say, he says, this afternoon so? about tariffs. No, I think the concern is, yeah, right. So then what do we have, President Pence? I'm a little more concerned about that than the I what we that, got now. That fear is well-founded, Jackie. Why? Yeah, because he is an ideologue, unlike Trump, who has no ideological position on stuff. Well, at least you know where he stands. Yeah, okay. Just like I know when people have a Confederate flag in the car, stay away from them. I see Pence as as my Confederate flag. You know, like, okay, listen. You know, he, he's a scary fellow. When you really look at his uh, ideological stances on things, I don't know. Uh, President Trump says... Well, what do you want to do then? What it, just the status quo? Just wait it out of three more years, whatever, two and a half, whatever the case might be? Just... Mm-hmm. All right. The man's broken the law. He's broken the law. I know he should be out. I agree. Well, if he's the broken man the is law. above the law. If he's broken the law, he should be. He should be either charged. He should be indicted and prosecuted yeah. or impeached. 
You know, we don't give them a pass because we're scared of the next guy. <laughs> it's true. It's true, but I'm telling you, I think we have to just be as vigilant and keep our eyes open with well, the next fine, guy. that's fine, but you say, well, Sheen, I'm, you're not going to do anything with, no, I didn't with say Trump that. because we're scared of Pence. No. Uh, the Trumpster today says, Jim, that he will have something to say this afternoon about tariffs. Hosting a cabinet meeting today with a bunch of empty chairs. Trump touted a mid-afternoon economic meeting and wants to slap tariffs on imported steel and aluminum. He says other countries have taken advantage of the United States for too long. He's been talking about this for decades. This has been a bugaboo of his for decades. A million people are without power in the Northeast. It was a Nor'easter. Uh, I'm getting another one this uh weekend, I think. Uh Yeah, lobster, lobster, lobster. 2,500 flights were canceled from Boston to Philadelphia and New Jersey, crashing all over the turnpike. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, it's very, very bad. Uh, White House Communications Director Hope Hicks is in the news today. Says her email was hacked. No, that's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Starring. What's just happened here? White House Communications, the the former communications, Hope Hicks, the pretty brunette, says her email was hacked. NBC reports a day before she resigned, the Mm. day she was testifying, Mm -hmm. Hope Hicks told the House Intelligence Committee that she was no longer able to access two of her accounts, one which was used as part of the campaign, the other a personal account. She portrayed herself as, I'm just not savvy with technology, and said one of my accounts has been hacked. Well, that really goes hand in hand with being a communications director. She doesn't really know anything about technology, but she's in charge. Is he getting these people? Mm Mm-mm. It was, I thought he was going to bring the best people. He knows the best people. Mm. And he uses the best words. You know, Congress is taking a look at this year's very problematic flu season. In a House hearing, this is what they're worried about, people sneezing out in the open. Lawmakers noted that this season's flu vaccine was really crappy and only covered about 36% of, of the flus that were out oh, there. It's better than nothing. Yep. Yeah. My sister and brother-in-law down in Boca. They get it. Huh. Yes. And, and that... Tamiflu covered it a little, but not that much. And they were sicker than dogs down there. Just, I mean, recently, I thought we had peaked already and we were on the men. No, 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 no. So, so lurking. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I have a lot, a lot of, of juicy celebrity news today. Yeah, what do you got? Okay. For, <clears throat> rock star Tommy Lee. You know, the one who steered the boat with his wiener. <laughs> right? Who was married Pamela to Anderson Pamela Boyce. Anderson. Yeah, I know. Well, his son is now mixing it up with his father in the media after the Motley Crue drummer accused the 21-year-old kid, Brandon Lee, of physically assaulting him. (laughs) God, now that would be something to see. No, I don't want to see that at all. Oh, sure you don't. No. Uh Uh-huh, that's not Mm. what I heard. Listen, the 21-year-old Brandon Lee, the kid, uh, is being accused of physically assaulting the dad, rocker Tommy Lee. Brandon, the kid, said in the statement he tried to organize an intervention to address Tommy Lee's alcoholism, but Tommy Lee said he was in bed when Brandon burst into the room. I don't have a problem. He doesn't. And uh, yeah. Lay off. He Leave said me alone. The, the kid punched him in the mouth, and it was like, oh, my God, that's yeah, a real family right there. That was his there. intervention. I guess. Punching him in the mouth? Quit mm. drinking, you fool punch. Pow! Yeah. Fans are camping out today as they wait for Mark Hamill to receive his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They were lining up overnight braving the uh, w- elements to watch the ceremony today. What elements? I don't Sun? know. Oh, in Hollywood overnight? Maybe it gets chilly there. I don't know. They had to wear a little <laughs> well, a like shawl. a typhoon or something? I don't know exactly they what happened. The they what? said the elements. Like... It says here they had to, they had to brave the elements. They have the same weather all year. No, not in 
LA. I think oh, they get a little please. chilly. Pretty much they do. Oh, they do. Yeah. I think that's San Diego you're thinking of. No, that's like uh, all of California. Star Wars creator George oh, Lucas really. will be there. Harrison Ford will present the star to Mark Hamill. So that Aww. went on today. It's very cute. nice. Adorable. Do you remember former president Harrison Ford of the- flying in? Uh, who? <laughs> oh. Coming in hot. Uh, look out. Uh, <laughs> former Play the golf courses. <laughs> look out. He's in the air. <laughs> the former president of the NAACP in Spokane, her name, Rachel Dolezal. Remember that name? The one sure, who yes. said she was black and she wasn't? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's the subject of a new documentary coming to Netflix dealing with her claims that she is black. The thing is called The Rachel Divide. Uh. <laughs> Get it? Ra- Rachel Divide? Her name's Rachel. Rachel Divide? Ah, yeah. uh, I see. Oh, what yeah, I get it. See yeah, what I'm yeah, going yeah, for yeah, here? Yeah, Pinkman yeah, had to explain it to me, so now I'm explaining it to you. The uh, trailer. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, well. uh-huh. The trailer features this Rachel talking to her son who tells her he doesn't want to spend the rest of his life focusing on her black or not blackness. Uh, she made headlines now three years ago already for passing herself off as a black woman despite being born white to white parents. She says she identifies as African American. Call yourself whatever you want. I guess it's like transracial. Okay, if you think inside you're a man and you're really you're born a girl, right? If you think you're a boy and you're really a girl, it's you're transgender. Yeah, but you're not thinking. No, you're transgender. It, you're not thinking. You, you are feel. correct. This In the to, case of is, Rachel, she says bi- this is she, bio. This is biochemistry. No. No, the, she says she this. identifies inside as being black and always she, has. She can identify, but it's not the same thing. It's not biochemical that she's. You she know. says it's the same. Well, New York City's top mm, detective. That's another reason she's full of it. I mean, call yourself whatever you want. I mean, if you want to call yourself black, call yourself black. She says I mean, she's always been black. But it's not, it's not the same thing as, as transgender. She says she's always been black on the inside. Jim, yeah, just okay, saying. sure. Okay, fine. New York City's top detective says the NYPD is ready to arrest Harvey Weinstein. He's accused, of course, of sexually harassing or even raping dozens of women in New York, L.A., and Europe. But the head detective, yeah. uh, Robert Boyce, Says the NYPD has dozens of witnesses lined up, ready to talk to a grand jury. But the next move is up to Manhattan's district attorney. Weinstein has denied all allegations. And Meghan Markle, soon to be wife of Prince Harry, yeah. was baptized into the Church of England today. Ooh. And was baptized in the ceremony by the Archbishop of Canterbury. Ooh. Uh, yes, and the secret ceremony was also followed by her confirmation. So that she did all the baptism and the confirmation, boom, in one day. So she's now part of the Church of England? That's right. Mm-hmm. Is that Catholic bad? Why are you making poo-poo? You're making... Man, yeah. the Catholic wannabes. They're not real exactly. Catholics. They're like, What's that mean? We're no, we want to do some of the things that we like, but other yeah. things in the you know, Catholic Church we don't like. We're Thank you, Henry VIII. <laughs> are you for real? What? I don't know. Yeah, they were all yeah, jealous. It's Catholic light. It's always been Catholic light. Mm-hmm. Anglican Church, Episcopal Church, same thing. That's why they starve the Irish, jealous of how Catholic. I know they we're going to talk sports with Pat Clark in a little bit, but talk about the magic and a squeaker at the very end. They lost by one point to the Lakers. That was a rip. What? How's I that? I, I heard someone Clock said it was not cool. All right. Anyway, yeah. that was whatever. Like, the refs. That's the that's the Lions. The refs. No, one away. One hundred eight to one hundred seven was the score. It's too bad because they really they did a really good job apparently until the very bitter end. Yeah, they came back down by double digits. Came back led at one point, oh. but then things got wonky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sports word, you know, wonky. Uh, I don't know. I've never and, heard that in the sports world, wonky. And Florida State is one and done. You should listen to ninety six nine the wonk. Uh, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Orlando's Florida wonk State leader. gym is one and done in the <laughs> ACC men's basketball tournament. What? The Seminoles couldn't make up a uh, just geez, a twenty six point second half deficit and lost to Louisville. 
Uh, the Hurricanes play tonight, taking on North Carolina. It's quarterfinals and and all of that, and of course March Madness. And I say, by the way, congratulations to UCF. They defeated uh, Florida in baseball. I was listening to that game. Speaking on ninety six nine, the game. Uh, Mark Daniels uh, driving home, listening to that. It was just like, oh man, it was cool. And they defeated them here, and then in Gainesville. What? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Florida's still number one, right? Number one. Yes. I might be off on that. Jim, but... happy happy birthday day to Lester Holt. Congratulations. Anyway, he's now. Uh, 58. Oh, no, 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 no. I think he's older. 60. Yeah, I think 59. On the dock. Right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys. You gave it to him right there. You gave it to him. I thought he was 58. You set him up. That was so sweet. How about Mickey Dolans from the Monkees? Yeah, Mickey Dolans. Kapuya, kapuya. Oh, there you go, Jack. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Jack. Oh, Mickey, Mickey Dolan's, Dolan's from the, mon- the hey, Monkeys. Hey, hey, we're the Monkeys. That was 67 uh, on top of 50. Uh, that's what I mean. 78. Damn it. 73. On the dot. Oh, Damn it. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, set me up. Okay. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Like well, you didn't know that. He looks older. Oh, boy. He might. Kapuya! Kapuya! <laughs> and uh, one of your favorites, I know, Jim, from Dawson's Creek, James Vanderbeek. Oh, he's uh, 46. 44. Damn it. Damn 90s stars. 45. Pinkman, 41. Yay. And that's the Lottie Dodge. Just call me Moira. We'll open up those lines. Grab one of you at random. You will play against Pinkman in a bonus round of closest to the pin. If you win, you get the You Matter business card. That guarantees you good fortune for the rest of your life. However, please remember, if you lose, bad luck for 24 hours. That's what the gypsy women say. Very important when you're considering this bonus round as well. I said the gypsy women. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You can listen to the Monsters in the Morning on iHeartRadio. And now you can watch them every day on the new iHeart Monsters YouTube channel by going to monsters.fm. And listen every weekday morning on Real Radio 104.1. From... And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Jeff is on the line. He will play against Pinkman in this bonus round of closest to the pin of course if jeff wins he receives that you matter business card that guarantees him good fortune for the rest of his life jeff also knows if he loses <laughs> bad luck for 24 hours mr pinkman go to the soundproof booth please all right bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap let's get this underway jeff how are you today hello hello to you you know how we play this game? i got ten questions, right? You're all interconnected. Don't worry about that. Just answer to the best of your ability. Are you ready, Jeff? I'm ready. Countdown for Jeff and keep score, please. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Jeff, the Stormy Daniels Donald Trump story is getting steamier, but how old is actor Jeff Daniels? 50. Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey were in the movie Dumb and Dumber, playing characters on their way to Aspen, Colorado. What's the population of Aspen? 20,000. Talk about Carrey in minutes. How long is the movie Carrey with Sissy Spacek? 120. Carrey, the book, was written by Stephen King. How old is King? 70. 
Gypsy Kings is a band that combines pop, flamenco, and salsa music styles. Their album titled Gypsy Kings was released in what year? 95. The gypsy named Esmeralda was a key character in the novel The Hunchback of Notre Dame, first published in what year? 1890. Groundbreaking for the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris took place in what year? 1690. How many students attend the University of Notre Dame in Indiana? 15,000. The movie titled Newt Rockney All-American was released in what year? 45. Get it within 25, you went outright. If George Gipp was a crow in Fort Wayne, Indiana, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Gary, Indiana? 75. Time. All right, there we go. Here he Good comes. Job. Thank you. Whew. All right. All right. Okay. Okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. Here comes chicken. There he is. By the way, here comes Sparky. Your oh. uh, handicap is set of 20, but we'd allow you to roll a pair of dice, whatever that number is. We will take off 20. That will be your handicap for today. Okay. What do you got? Okay. Oh. <laughs> a six. The easy way. All right. 14. Second handicap. Are you ready? Ten sec. Uh, ten questions. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Here we go in three, two, one, begin. Pinky, the Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump uh, story is getting steamier, but how old is actor Jeff Daniels? Uh, 63. Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey were in Dumb and Dumber, the movie, playing characters on their way to Aspen, Colorado. What's the population of Aspen? Uh, two million. Talk about Carrey. In minutes, how long is the movie Carrey with Sissy Spacek? One... 12. Carry the book written by Steve, was written by Stephen King. How old is King? He is 73. Gypsy Kings is a band that combines pop, flamenco, and salsa music styles. Their album titled Gypsy Kings was released in what year? 1983. The gypsy named Esmeralda was a key character in the novel The Hunchback of Notre Dame, first published in what year? 1831. Groundbreaking for the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris took place in what year? Uh, that would have been 1512. How many students attend the University of Notre Dame in Indiana? Uh, 25,000. The movie titled Newt Rockney All-American was released in what year? 1951. Get it within 25, you went outright. If George Gipp was a crow in Fort Wayne, Indiana, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Gary, Indiana? Uh, let's go with 37. Time. <laughs> let's All go right. with that. Let's score this. <laughs> How old is actor Jeff Daniels? Uh, Jeff said. 50. And Pinkman. 63. Right on the money. 63. Wow. Yeah. And Dumb and Dumber, they're on their way to Aspen. What's the population of Aspen? Jeff said. <laughs> 20,000. Pinkman. He went off the rails. He said 2 million. It's 6,658. Okay. Probably much more in the wintertime, but that's mm. essentially the population. Good movie. Talk about Carrie, the movie in minutes. How long is the movie Carrie with Sissy Spacek? Jeff said. 120. Pinkman. 112. 98. Pinky. Carry the book, written by Stephen King. How old is King? Jeff said. 70. Pinkman. 73. Right on the money. 70. Damn it. 70 even. 70 even. Oh, okay, good. Gypsy Kings, uh, Pop Flamenco Salsa. Their album titled Gypsy Kings, released in what year, Jeff said? 95. Pinkman. 83. 89. Uh, six. Uh, six. And six. It's yeah. tied. Oh. The gypsy name Esmeralda was a key character in the novel The Hunchback of Notre Dame. First published in what year, Jeff said? 1890. Pinkman. The year of our Lord, 1831. Right on the money, 1831. Good job. How did you know that? Did, oh, I know all the sorts of things. It's because I asked you before and you remembered or I, was 
I don't remember that. Groundbreaking oh, for the Notre, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris took place in what year, Jeff said? 1690. Pinkman. 1512. 1163. Oof, uh, I knew it. How many students really. attend the University of Notre Dame in Indiana, Jeff said? Mm, 15,000. Pinkman. 25,000. 12,292. Two to go. What's the score? It's three, six, seven for Pinkman. And five for Jeff. The movie titled Newt Rockney, All-American, released in what year? Get the connection? There is one. Yeah, 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 Jeff said. 1945. Pinkman. 51. 1940. Oh, oh. Okay. Thanks, One, two, three, four, five. Six for Jeff. Seven Seven for Pinkman. Get it within 25. You went out right. If George Gipp. Uh, Gip, for the Gipper, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 sure. Newt Rockney, All-American. Ronald yeah. Reagan. If George Gipp was a crow in Fort Wayne, Indiana, he would have to fly how many miles to Fort reach? Wayne. Gary, yeah. Indiana. Jeff said. Uh, 75 miles. Pinkman said. 37. He would have to fly. George Gipp would have to fly. Oh, God. 133 miles. Jeff uh, is closer. Well, that means it's tied up and we go to time. Oh, we go no. to time. We go to time. You're not going to believe this. I don't believe You forgot it. to keep track? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. that's what I, I wouldn't believe. I would miss this opportunity now that we bumped up his handicap. They made it so you have nothing but fail. It's, no, 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 no. We yeah. made it so it's close, and it's a lot closer. Jeff said. Jeff one, one minute, 25 seconds. Jeff, 125. Pinkman. 14-second handicap adjusted for inflation, yes. dollar, uh, dollar day averaging. 127 ah, by two okay. seconds. Pinkman loses. Jeff, congratulations. You pick up that card. Good boy. You're going to have good fortune for the rest of your life. Thanks for playing a bonus round of Closest to the Pin. <laughs> Remember, Put a close off. only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, I'm open to I'm open to suggestions. Sorry, listeners. Moy would would rather you have bad luck for 24 hours yeah. than good luck forever. Me too. What do you want to do? However, you I do anything. I'm I'm willing to. I'm open. I got a couple of minutes. What I, do you want to do about I this? Side with our listeners. They uh, should benefit. I would like to reduce original handicap to 18. I feel 20 has been unfair in this trial period. I second that. If we reduce it to one die that he rolls, no, no deal. Don't do it, Pinky. 18. Yes. That way, at at least, I get a six-second handicap. If I reduce it to 18, you're willing never to bitch about it again? Oh. I didn't say that. Ooh. Take it. Don't be a schmo. Schmo. Fine deal. Well, I didn't. He didn't offer it. No. All right, 18. It's 18. We'll set it at 18. Okay, deal. But no more bitching about it. One die. No. It's a good Jewish number. You'll be happy. We get it. Hi. 18 yeah. is a Jewish number? Yes. Yeah, you're seven, two, you're seven two seconds. Yep. Wait, why is that a Jewish number? Oh, forget it. I need answers. Oh, huh? my God. 18, what? hi. It's, forget it. I don't. Ask Jack I during don't the break. That's how long it took the <laughs> Moses to uh, uh, lead the Jews out of Egypt. I learned most uh, of my Jew stuff from Pigman. Bar- how could he not know? Baruch Hatad and I. All right, listen. But I did, I did notice in Costco they had a giant pallet of matzah crackers, so they I have a did? feeling that's going to be in our future, oh, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. It is. I count on Mo. It's me. International Matzah Day. President uh, Trump has signed a new uh, steel uh, and aluminum tariff um, order. The move is expected to set off a trade war that he insists the United States can win. What? Well, we're going to wait and see There's what no happens win. with that. Mm-mm. I don't. Oh, you don't. I know. don't know enough about it, but I I have the general feeling based on what I've read and what I've what yeah. I've heard. This is generally not the best of ideas. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one.
World Wide Web to bring you the constant variety of sound, the thrill of victory. The policeman isn't there to create disorder. And the agony of defeat. The policeman is there to preserve disorder. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Mm, now there's an argument underway about who the greatest talk show guest of all time was. Some are suggesting Martin Short. Come on. What about uh, Tony Randall, people? Hello. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. <laughs> what about Jungle Jack Hanna? There you go. He was pretty good. Very good. We're interviewing tomorrow on uh, the Jim Colbert show. So Jungle Jack Hanna tomorrow. Is he live? I mean, in the studio? He's, he's coming. Uh, uh, no, by phone. He's in town for the home show this weekend. Oh. Yeah, so Jungle Jack coming at 71 years old. Mm-hmm. He's getting up there. But still going strong. As Watch is it, comrade. The... I knew that was coming. <laughs> still going Back strong. Back off just a little bit. Still going strong, as is the audio Thank file. You. <laughs> Damn. You people. You get no respect. No respect at all. It had nothing to do with you. No respect. It had nothing to do with you until no Moira respect. pointed that out. Yeah. No, we all looked like, what? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't look. Yeah, you totally did. No, I'm doing it. Hey, you probably fed him the line, didn't you? <laughs> like I'll I take it out on you. Like I do all day, every day. I prepared this audio file, too. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, then tell me the first piece that we're playing here. All right, it's something to do with a thing. Maybe it's an animal guessing thing that we're doing. Oh, what? you you are so close. It's an animal guessing thing. Really? No, it's not. <laughs> Damn uh, it. <laughs> We're talking about state representative Kimberly Daniels. Familiar with her? No. Mm. Uh, Florida representative from the Democratic Party. She, uh, I believe, is one of the sponsors of the In God We Trust on All Florida Public Schools. Oh, that's dopey. Well, Jeez. she's a minister, uh, but also yeah. describes herself as an exorcist as well, and a duly elected representative in the Florida House. Where is well, she it's from? Florida. Okay. What so, part of the state is she from? Uh, Northeast. Yeah. So here is a little uh, here's a little excerpt of uh, what we get with this fine uh, public servant here. And you can talk about the Holocaust, oh but oh the word. Jews own everything. I thank God for slavery. Mm. I thank mm. God for the crack house. If it wasn't for the crack house, come on, somebody, God wouldn't have never been able to use me how he can use me now. And if it wasn't for slavery... I might be somewhere in Africa worshiping a tree. So she's a pastor. Know. Was that on the floor of the house or is that no, as that, a pastor? That, that was as a pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Only in Florida. What's her name? Uh, Kimberly Daniels. Oh, no, I should have known. Author is a, what, what do you mean you should have known? Know. What do you mean what by that? that? What I does like that mean? What does that mean? I should, well, I, what I think is I want to know where all the kooks are. I should have known her name. I should have recognized her name. Yeah. I did not recognize her name. And now I'm putting her on my list. Yeah, you she's know the from fact? Jacksonville. Yeah, she's kook. a Democrat. That's how you know she's a kook. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here she is uh, speaking in tongues. Well, whatever. I feel Stop like it. I've been cursed. <laughs> you have been. Actually, uh, yes, you have been. The Holy Spirit uh, took over, and uh, she's speaking in tongues. I mean, if it's, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't care. You know, it's, that's your business anymore. Yeah, well, she's taking that agenda, and she is, uh, you know, uh, using that to uh, in her position. And they, 
Just about all the representatives signed on with this in God we trust and the on the schools. Well, sure. Who's going to be a lawmaker that says I'm not willing to endorse in God we trust? Mm. Each and most of them know this is going to be struck down in the courts. It's blatantly unconstitutional. But because the, they don't have the political, the, the fortitude yeah. to stand up to that, it allows the, the taxpayer money to be used to correct. defend this position. Yeah, correct. So we're just wasting our tax money for that when it could be used to help more people. Really? What'd you say? I'm speaking in tongues. The oh, Holy Spirit took over. Trying to get you to join wasn't that that drink that you brought back from South America? Herba mate. Herba mate. Is that what you said? Herba mate. It's ubiquitous all through South America. Kind of, kind of. It's you got to get used to it. God bless you, Doctor Peepers. Doctor Peepers. That's just speaking in tongues. I always save the tongue people. Um, yeah, the tongue people. <laughs> the tongue people. Yeah, they're just, you know, what's oh, part of the, the Christian faith for some of them. Well, Jim, speaking of uh, politicians out there, we have one in Washington at odds with the people of or the government of California. And it's all about immigration and how this federal problem is being dealt with at a local level when it comes to California and the governor's fighting back. But here is Attorney General Jeff Sessions defending the new Justice Department lawsuit against the state of California. Take it away, Jeff Sessions. He's our attorney general. Immigration law is the province of the federal government. It's in the Constitution. This administration and this Justice Department are determined to make it work effectively for all our people. There you go. So thank you. Doesn't like the idea of a sanctuary state or sanctuary cities is they're coming for them. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out, because I believe it was Governor Jerry Brown that said this is war. So Jerry Brown, he's kind of an interesting character. Wasn't he governor before mm-hmm. was governor, in the yeah. 70s? Yes. Jesuit trained, very smart, no question about that. Dated Linda Ronstadt. Gigantic mm-hmm. economy. I think uh, California itself is ranked number sixth in the whole world when it comes to an economy. That led to the one of the splits of the Eagles, the band. What did? They, the band was uh, friends with Linda Ronstadt. She was a they, cutie pie in her time. She was, and they were working with Jerry Brown on a, a, a charity thing. Mm-hmm. And Don Feldner, who was one of the guitarists in the band, was mumbling about he didn't want to be there, didn't want to do it. And he was kind of mumbling, grumbling about it when they were on stage that night. And he and Glenn Fry were having words that were actually picked up in the microphone. And then after that, he took off. And then that that was Splitsville Uh for Don Felder and the Eagles. He wrote the guitar line for uh, Hotel California. Eh, Just an aside. Let's move on, shall we? Well, uh, Ron said it's so sad because, I mean, how ironic. I mean, one of the greatest rock and roll voices of all time. I mean, really set of lungs and uh, can't yeah, can't sing anymore Indeed. because of a throat problem, Thanks. disease, whatever it is. Just saying. Yeah. Dated Jim Carrey, you know. Who? Who? Linda Ronstadt. She did? No mm-hmm. kidding. Points. When? 90s uh, sometime, probably. 
Okay. <laughs> I didn't make it up. You look it up. No, I mean, I'm not Dada. I didn't know that. Yeah, just... neither did I. Uh, speaking well, of... a little respect for of, of Well, <laughs> couples who are dating and you're like, huh, this couple, they weren't yeah. technically dating, but there is... It's like, uh, it's like uh, what's her name? Uh, you know, with... Uh... Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh... Come on, Daddy-O, spit it out. Start with snapping. Fleetwood Mac, what's her name? Oh, Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. Who was dating... Uh... Lindsey Buckingham. No. Dallas. Tom Petty. Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks. Um, Andrea Bocelli. Steve Martin. Oh, keep, it'll come to me. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, Newt Rockney. Rudy. <laughs> oh. Ross Perot. Continue. You're running out of time. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, my God. Uh, speaking of Is strange... Tom Petty? Was she dating Tom Petty? No. Well, they did a duo together. I think yeah, she was thinking. dating Tom Petty, and they want they kept it a secret. Uh-huh. Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Dated him for a while. Hush, hush, huh? Speaking of secret relationships, I'll try this again. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go to the White House press secretary for more on a secret relationship. The president has addressed these directly and um, made very well clear that uh, none of these allegations are true. The allegations, yeah, okay. of course, uh -huh. of an affair with Stormy Daniels, adult film star. However, her lawyer was making the rounds and uh, yep. uh, uh, talking about the non-disclosure agreement and saying, "Hey, I don't think I don't think this is good." This case has already been been won in arbitration, no, and not. anything beyond that, I would refer you to the president's outside counsel. No win. There's no winning in our. <laughs> So she's so full of bull crap. And uh, number two, now there's word that there may be some photos out there, some ooh. incriminating oh, no. images. Yes. Oh, well, here's Stormy yes, Daniels. It's, it's being strongly suggested now that there may be some photos. That's Michael gross. Avenatti is yeah. the lawyer for Stormy Daniels. Here he is uh, uh, talking about the, the suit. There were three parties to the agreement. My client, Mr. Trump, and EC. Two of the three signed. Mr. Trump did not sign. We uh -oh. believe that that was so that he could later claim deniability. And therefore, from a legal perspective, we believe she's free to talk. This is all going to come out. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm. Well, well, what's it going to lead to? I don't know. Could Everything be, leads to nothing. Could lead. To, well, that's what they used. To, that's what they said about Watergate. And uh, these things have a, you know, can have a tendency to go in many different directions. This could, that might clearly be a campaign uh contribution violation uh, it could be a, a violation of the law you know where he told his attorney get her to shut up i don't want her to, you know or the attorney goes to donald trump says she's ready to to speak out and he says we'll pay her something to shut her up get her to shut up oh uh -huh. well, here's more that's an in-kind campaign contribution and if it comes and if it did come he from campaign money yeah. funds that went into his campaign that's real trouble here's more from stormy daniels Correct, attorney no. But at this point, in light of the amount of misinformation that Mr. Cohen has put out there to the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, and others, I think it's time for her to tell her story and for the public to decide who's telling the truth. That's just the latest in the Washington soap opera slash reality show that we get to watch on a daily basis. Uh, for some real news, there was a very tragic story in Alabama where there was another school shooting. However... What they're saying, at least Birmingham Police Chief Orlando Wilson is saying that it was accidental. At this particular time, we're considering it accidental until the investigation takes us elsewhere. So apparently they think this guy was showing off his gun. 
Not a good idea because he killed somebody. Oh, God. Gunshot wound. We also have a black female, uh, both age 17, who have sustained gunshot wounds. Uh, we have a black female who is deceased. So the person showing up the gun accidentally shoots somebody, goes to put the gun away, accidentally shoots self, and uh, not cool bringing your gun to school. Yeah, folks. not cool, bro. Leave him home. Leave him home. Uh, Jim, yeah, you shoot your friend at home, not at school. All right? the, you traumatize a lot of people when you do that. Right. Well, we had that story here just last month. A friend getting shot at home, and there's still questions about that young man being shot at a friend's house. Yeah, we're, we still haven't got... Yeah, I don't know if the media, the rest of the media is following that story, but uh, there's some concerns that the person, one of the persons involved in the shooting, whether accidental or on purpose, may be ready to flee the country. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but it was, uh, you know, uh, a well-to-do family. Down near Windermere, and uh, I think the family attorney got there before the cops did. Yeah. Which is like, How did that happen? Yeah, please. Mm. Or maybe he got there and he said, you need to call 911. Mm -hmm. And supposedly the mother was in the house, and the mother of the victim and the mother of the believed shooter were friends. And she finds out six to seven hours later that her son was killed at yeah. their house, right. and the mother never called her or let her know. Yeah, I think they called their attorney. We brought this up yeah. last week. I, you know, We need to double-check on it. Come next week, let's do that. Yeah, more research. Get an update for I think you. the father's back in India, and there's a concern that he's going to... Yeah, he's a, he left? I didn't know that they well, left. I, well, he's I, a businessman. He he's yeah. a businessman, yeah. so he's traveling about, right. but there's a concern that... Because of his wealth, he might try to try to squirrel away his son out of the United States as quickly as possible oh. before any charges might be filed, if they're going to be filed. Jim, lessons can be learned in all situations. They're teachable moments. Some of life lessons, uh, best lessons are learned uh, when we fail at something as opposed to achieve uh, or win something. So says Tom Brady, the GOAT. Really? Greatest of all time when it comes to quarterbacks in the National Football League, some would say. Here he is talking to his kids through his reality Facebook show right. about the defeat in the Super Bowl and how they handled it and processed it. That was the first time that I had seen my kids really react in that way. Like, you know, Benny was crying, uh, Vivi was crying, and they were sad for me and uh, sad for the Patriots. But I just said to him, I said, look, guys, this is a great lesson. You know, we don't always win. We try our best. And sometimes it doesn't go the way we want. You know what would well, have like been a great again. you know what would have been great lesson, Tom? Maybe after losing the game, walking across the field and shaking the hand yeah. of the yeah, winning quarterback. Exactly. What was the excuse? That well, would have yeah. been a great lesson, Anybody Tom. Follow up on that? Oh, too much media in the way. Oh, get out of here. I don't know. I mean You got guys weighing three hundred and fifty pounds. You could say, Hey, get in front of me because I want to go over and shake the, the, the hand of the winning quarterback. Yeah. Bum. Loser. Sad. Lobster. Well, only have this to say. Yeah, this is all I've got. What do you have say. to say? You don't. You know, Mo. I, no, I don't know. What do you have to say? You know, Mo. I want to hear it. Okay. I don't hear anything. Yeah, neither do I. Oh, no, Somebody playing a guitar. The dog singing along. Oh, I'm not. 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 I
going straight to the top of the charts, Jim. Timber, Jim, Timber is either singing along or please begging their human to stop playing. All right, Jack, good job. Thank you very much. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk some sports with Pat Clark, who handles sports over at Channel 2. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A family in Colorado accidentally ate a box of Quaker Oats that dates back to 1997. They said they thought it tasted funny and ate it anyway. Of course it tasted funny. Those oats were old enough to drink. Next, Chinese women are being told to settle when it comes to love. So happy International Women's Day I guess. Finally, a heartbroken man in Virginia is holding a giveaway for an engagement ring he purchased but was never able to use. Boy. His phone must be, ringing, off the hook. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. Orlando City welcomes Minnesota United FC, led by Adrian Heath, for their first visit to Orlando this Saturday. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. on Real Radio 104.1 and iHeartRadio. Phillips file for this Thursday. Every Thursday at this time, we talk to Pat Clark, who handles sports over at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. A little bit behind schedule, not Pat's fault, mine. Hello, Pat Clark. How are you today? Whose fault is it, James? Oh, it's a mishmash. <laughs> I like that. He said it's mine, and in the next breath, it's I'm yours. under the bus. So I actually had six seconds there of thinking, wow, Jim just took one for me, and then he dragged me and threw <laughs> no. me under the bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you love it, don't Muffin head. Just call him Muffin head. Yeah, let's talk about the Arnold Palmer <laughs> Invitational. This is the big story, of course. This uh, The purse is bigger this year. Tiger's coming into play. A lot of attention being yeah. paid towards that. Tiger had a first, uh, I mean, had a pretty good uh, round of golf in a tournament a couple of weeks ago. So you're going to be there, of course. What Ask about Pat, today? Today he played with Jordan Spieth. Ask Pat about that. He's been tweeting about it all what afternoon. What happened? He's playing right now. Uh-huh. He's playing right now. He's even par. Okay. He's four shots off the pace. All right. He's parred the uh, 14th hole after back-to-back bogeys at 12 and 13. He had birdied the 11th. He birdied the hole. Very nearly had an eagle on his very first hole. Almost pitched it into the hole. Hmm. Uh, but he's even par. He's just four shots off the pace. That's so, not bad. That's not bad. Huge, James, huge crowds down in Tampa. He's going to win Bay Hill. Tiger, Tiger has never played this tournament in Tampa. This is the very first time. Yeah. And so for him to commit playing in the same tournament with Rory McIlroy, indeed he's in the same group with Jordan Spieth today who's playing horrible golf. I think he's five over par right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you turn on the golf channel, I mean the crowds following this group, just absolutely incredible. The tournament director said after they found out that Tiger was going to play, they had to create 6,000 more parking spots. No kidding. They had to bring yeah. in 35 more buses to shuttle people. Uh, they're expecting as many as 10,000 people more per day while he's here. James, they had to even get more porta-potties because of uh, Tiger Woods. So how many golfers do you know who have that kind of an effect on a tournament? Still so does, yeah. About Tiger, he's, he, still, he still moves the needle. Yeah. And uh, he's doing it in Tampa, and he'll be doing it at Bay Hill next week. Yeah, what's our what's our bet, Jack, for Bay Hill? Okay, we don't uh, specifically have a bet for Bay Hill. We have uh, two bets, though. One is I bet that Tiger would win 
a tournament this season. Mm. Another one that legit tournament. Any legit tournament, and another one is that he'll finish top five in one of the. We're counting five majors, taking uh, TPC in there, and he'll finish top five in one of those events. And I believe he'll win Bay Hill, and I'm going for the first time next week. Oh, you want to bet on Bay Hill? Hill? Never been there, Pat. You want to bet? How much you want to bet on Bay Hill? I'll bet on Bay Hill. What do you want to bet? I bet he makes the cut. What does that mean? He plays on Sunday. Yes. Well, that's kind of don't take that bet, James. I'm not taking that bet. Pat, are you working no, or are you going to be – do you still do the trophy presentation? I won't be doing the uh, trophy presentation this year because I'll be working. Ah, uh, whatever. Um, you know what, though? That was a great honor, Jack, doing that all those years. In I, fact, uh, I was actually on the 18th for three of Tiger's eight victories at Bay Hill. And uh, that's a that's a great thrill, and it was always a great yeah. honor, especially when Mr. Palmer was there. Well, you think about um, it, Pat Clark, national television with Arnold Palmer and Tiger Woods handing him a trophy. On, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you watch what happens now. Start waving around a nine iron if Tiger's around. See what happens to him. He'll fall apart. Stop. Wasn't that, was that the one his wife yeah. used to chase him? She went Stop after him in the that. driveway. He couldn't, yeah, even, couldn't even handle yeah, yeah. the car. He rammed into a fire hydrant. Nobody runs into a fire hydrant. <laughs> Oh, gosh, this conversation was so civil for a long time, and now it just turned. Either that or or get a work shirt from Perkins and put that on and see what happens. Oh, Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. They're very cold here. I mean, funny. What do you mean, they? Mo, it's you and Jim who are always on Tiger's back. I've been a supporter since that Thanksgiving night. I think he ought to gracefully retire. That is true. Well, you know, you know, well, we, you know, we love to put people on. We love to put people on a pedestal. We love to knock them off. And the higher we put them on the pedestal, and certainly Tiger was way up there. You know, we enjoy that big long fall. And then, you know, as human beings, it's Greek tragedy. That's all that it is. We want to, you know, he's. Uh, don't take this he's the wrong way. He's a, he's a golf god, and we want to put him back on that pedestal. We we just operate that way as human beings. We see tragedy, and if I don't know if he's really redeemed himself that much. I guess maybe to a certain degree when it plays golf, but not as a human being, and we'll see how it works out. That's the way we are. You know what, James? James, say what you want about him. When he is playing well, the game is better, uh, and the attendance is better. It's based on what I I told you about what's going on in Tampa. And the TV numbers are better. The PGA Tour is much better when Tiger is in contention. And I'm, I'm telling you, for all those folks to come out today in Tampa, well, the novelty of him just playing there in the first place is, is big enough. But the fact that he played so well and, and finished uh, so well down at the Honda just a few weeks yeah. ago, it just magnifies all this as he gets ready. And now we're you know we're just about a month away from the first of this year's majors, the, the Masters, and gosh, the TV numbers for that will be incredible, especially if Tiger's in contention there. Well, so, yeah. Did I did we talk on this on this program about the Pennzoil tractor? Yeah, we did. Gonna it's going to be there. Yeah, course. exactly. I don't know what time I looked at that tractor. I'm still trying to I think it's a Massey Ferguson. Yeah, they hired Pat to drive it down from Pennsylvania. Uh, from Latrobe. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Clark. An old four-cylinder <laughs> tractor. Six-cylinder morning. Yeah. Oh, um, well. Good luck with that. Great. I mean, Hey, Jack, if you're going to be down there, you can go get your picture taken. I think I will. Sit right on that Pennzoil track. And by the way, if you talk to uh, Tiger, just uh, a bit of advice, if you don't mind, just pass on to him. Yeah. But he's heading for uh, for Bay Hill. 
my best advice, don't drive by that dumpster in the parking lot Stop of the Methodist it. Church down oh, near Windermere, you know, where he had sex with that waitress. I mean, Stop just, you it. know, it might bring back some oh, memories. Oh, my God. You know, we want him on his game, right? We want him on his game for Bay Hill. Oh, my, so, oh my God. So just, you know, just. Why must you do this? Why can't really you champion his him overcoming his problems and demons and, and retaining the glory he once had? I don't know if he's overcome his problems and his demons. Apparently, he's playing a little bit better golf, but I don't know whether he's redeemed himself as, a as quote, a human being. You're right. Let's attack he's, him again. He's been a philanderer. There's no question about that. So talk to his ex-wife. Oh, my God. All right. Listen. Jeez. <gasps> Now I'm even getting uncomfortable. What's the matter? I mean, this is the, the <laughs> this is the. Tr- I mean, I'm not. What? What? Because he's had a good round of golf, or we said, oh, we want to pat him on the back and say, you know, I, I don't know what. To, I don't care about golf that much, and I don't uh-huh. care about Tiger Woods, but it just seems to me that you know, if he has a good round of golf, he wins the tournament. Good for him. Mm-hmm. But you know, I care more about the character of a person than whether he's playing a good round of golf. Right, but it is also true that if you put Tiger Woods in the Bay Hill field, that means more people are buying tickets, That's true. more people are buying concessions, and that means more money is going to Arnie's Army Foundation. That's so, good. Okay. Well, that's a good that. point. Yeah, that's there a, you go, Pat. That's a great Look, way to spin it. we turned it right around. I love yeah, that. That's a, that I, that's a beautiful way to spin it. No <sighs> question about it. What a relief. <laughs> we were on the edge there for just, a minute. I was like, holy cow. Hey, did you guys see how the Magic lost last night? Oh, heartbreaker. Huh? Yeah. a rip, right? Oh, my goodness. I Look, I've been covering the Magic since day one, and I've never seen a, a, a game end with a jump ball. It, it was just, look, it's not like the Magic were going to win anyway, but just to, just to synopsize how the end went, they were down by a point with six-tenths of a second left in the game. They call a timeout, which means they get the ball just past midcourt. So, obviously, you have to drop a play where the guy who's inbounding the ball throws a lob somewhere close to the bucket so that, an Aaron Gordon type can catch it and tip it in, and the Magic win. Mario Hazonia is the inbounds guy. He throws the ball, and before it touches one person, it's a lob pass, before yeah. it touches anyone, the clock starts, the game ends, the horn blows. No one has even touched the ball. clock isn't supposed to start until someone does touch the ball. Ooh. So the referees go, they, they, they look at the monitor, they're talking to New Jersey and all the folks up there, and finally, they determined that because of what happened, there's an obscure rule that says if the horn sounds while the ball is in the air without possession, that means you have to have a jump ball. Okay. Uh-huh. The magic, of course, contend, and it seems obvious that this should be the case, that they would get another chance. It wasn't their fault that the clock started. So give them the ball back and give them another chance. Put six-tenths of a second back on the, on the clock and give the magic a chance. That's not what happened. Uh-uh. So, so by having a jump ball at midcourt with six-tenths of a second to go, that virtually seals the defeat. Yeah. It's just further proof of just how snake-bitten this team is this year. Again, there's probably no chance that they would have won the game, but at least they should have had that chance. Okay. And they didn't get it. Yeah, fair so, enough. There you go. There's something you go. else I was going to mention to you. And it wasn't about Tiger. Soccer? No, I was going to talk about UCF. Oh, oh right. Because uh, the University of Central Florida defeated the uh, the best uh, collegiate baseball team out there, the oh. Gators, my twice. alma mater. And, uh, well, yeah, good twice. for them. I said, you know, good for them. Twice uh, they beat yeah. them. Yeah. 
yeah, they came here on, uh, I guess it was Tuesday night, and then UCF had to go up to Gainesville last night, and I only think the Gators have lost three games all year. Mm-hmm. Two of them have come against UCF. Look, it's a long, long, long college baseball season. I mean, the teams that make the World Series are playing into June, but for UCF to have back-to-back wins like that uh, against the number one ranked team in the country, Greg Lovelady is doing a great job out there in East Orlando. I mean, it's been a while since they've been – uh, exceptional at this, and so good, dating back to the old Jay Bergman days at UCF. So this is really, really cool to see. And the UCF basketball team, by the way, is playing tonight, James, at the Amway Center. The American Athletic Conference postseason tournament is underway, and UCF plays probably about 9.30 tonight against East Carolina, needing to win four games in four days in order to get an automatic uh, bid into the NCAA's next week. I know you're yeah. uh, you're a, a gigantic soccer fan after pl- after playing uh, midfielder for the Colfax Iowa uh-huh. uh, Corn Dogs. Yeah, the Mighty Corn Dogs or whatever they were. And so, what'd you think <laughs> of the? Awful, James. What'd you think? Uh, what is it with you today? What happened? I don't know. I just, I'm just He's in a mood. sour mood or something. A, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's things going on beyond my control, but uh, I'll let you know Monday. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> What did you think of the home opener? I, now, a lot of people said, well, you know, the first half. To, I watched it on TV. I think their playmaking is hands above what it was last season. I just, because they're not, they're not playing to Kaká and they're not playing to Laren. Uh, and, uh, I agree. I, I, I just, they'll make the playoffs. There's no, there's, uh, I have no, oh, con- man, I, no, don't I have, you say that. Oh, I, have no, I have no concern about that at all. I can, I can, I, you know, I, I watch enough soccer. And uh, I think I make a fair observation, and I think uh, they're they're certainly their playmaking is certainly better than it's it's been previously. There's no question about that. Right, and and the way that match ended reminded me of the way the very first MLS uh, match that Orlando ever played ended. Do you remember that in the Citrus Bowl? Yeah, yeah. And that was they a had play. Score a late goal and uh, a push seemed like seemed like victory for them. I right. remember talking to Adrian Heath after that after that game, and he was giddy. He treated it like a victory, and this one was, was somewhat like that. And by the way, Adrian is bringing his Minnesota team into town, and they're playing this weekend here in Orlando. Right. So uh, Adrian gets to go into the stadium that he expected to be coaching in, and he will be coaching in it, just not for Orlando. Yeah, he's going to get a gigantic stuff. round of applause. I don't think there's any question about that. He didn't that. get to ever oh, see it, right? He never it. saw it in action. He's no, never seen it. In, in never action. been in there. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Well, he was there for no, I think for the combine or whatever you call it. He was down there. Right. Yeah. Never been in there for a match. So. All right. Anyway, all right, easy Patrick. To love that guy. He's easy to love that guy because he always wore his heart on his sleeve. Oh you know? yeah. Will we be talking to you next uh, Friday? Uh, next Thursday, excuse me. But what's going on because of the uh, Bay Hill tournament and all that stuff? No, as around? it stands now, I expect to be oh. talking to you. I'll okay. give you a, a leaderboard update from Bay Hill. Woo-hoo! Okay. Oh, boy. All right, Patrick, have a wonderful weekend. Always fun talking to you. You know that. You do the same. All Thanks, right, James. Pat Clark handles sports over Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spring forward this weekend, or in case you've never heard that phrase before. No, wait, stop. Stop. What's the problem? Liner police. That was an improper setup. Was it that bad? Nobody has not heard that phrase before. So what now? Tell people to fix their clocks and shut up. Okay. Hack. Bring your clocks ahead one hour this Our new format here at Real Radio was starting Monday. Here she is. 
fiesta charla, fiesta del sol. What? I just lowered this a little bit. This is Linda Ronstadt on one of her great albums of all time. Might have been one of her best-selling albums of doing uh, uh, Mexican folk music and uh-huh. music of her family. But there's a point in this song, bring it back up, please, where she holds a note. Take and a you breath. just Ready? run out of breath. You can't hold your breath that go. long. That's a, in a little bit. Okay. Maybe it's not this one. It's this one. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Give it another 30. I don't think it's this song. I'll have to go through the album. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one Phillips file for this uh, Thursday. Thanks to Pat Clark for joining us. Talk some sports. What else is happening? The Stormy Daniels thing is picking up steam. Here we go. That's not the song I'm thinking about. Oh, oh, I tried really hard to breathe out. Next break, I'll have to go through the album and pick it out. Mexico. Great thing is, though, she had a great set of lungs, a great voice, and now she can't sing anymore. What a shame. Her and Julie Andrews. Points. Thank you. What? Mary Poppins? Yeah, she can't sing. I didn't know she can't sing. Uh, she's got some vocal troubles, but I think Linda Ronstadt's vocal problems are worse. I Medical. think she's yeah, got serious. Parkinson's. Who? Linda Ronstadt. She has Parkinson's? That's I what believe it is? so. Uh, is that right? I don't know. Don't make stuff maybe up. Maybe you could type some right. letters into a Google Linda. search. Yeah, maybe she has family living in Orlando. They oh. just heard that. Oh. Way to go, Pinky. They're on the phone right now. Next thing you want to tell us, there's a yep. missing airplane out she there. She has Parkinson's, and she dated Jim Carrey, and there's a missing airplane out there. No, no, don't say that. <laughs> Don't do oh. that. You can't. You can't. He doesn't know. He doesn't remember the story. He wasn't here for that story. That's true, Jack. The story was airplane. 20 years ago. Oh, no. Pinkman right. made that up. Shame on you. The first two things were true. All right, good. Whew. How old is she? Uh, 71 points. Oh, same age as Jack Hanna. Linda Ronstadt. And Bud Henninger. Go on. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice lady. That. So the question now, of course, is whether the governor of Florida will sign the gun bill passed by the Senate, passed by the House. He hasn't indicated one way or the other. I guess he's waiting to. Waiting for what? Waiting Mary for Goodell? What stop is he waiting for? Beating him. Yeah. I don't know what he's waiting for, but he's. I don't know for, what he would wait for either. I waiting mean, for it's, a bus? What's it's he on he his desk. For? What's he waiting for? 
He's running for something. He's got a lot of good things in there. He's he probably got focus groups out there. He's trying to figure out politically, is this yeah. going to work, not work? Uh, you know, what's the blowback, political blowback in the state of Florida, as he has yet but probably will announce his candidacy for the U.S. Senate seat that Bill Nelson, the incumbent, will uh, run for again. So he's trying to, you know, he's just, he's, he's putting his toe in the water, you know. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's got the research out there. How is this going to be good or is it going to be bad? Am I better off signing it or better off not signing it? Better off, it can become, in Florida, can it become law without him signing it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Does he have to sign it or reject? No. One at a time, please. Does he have to sign it or reject it within a certain amount of time or does it automatically become law? It automatically becomes law if he takes no action within 15 days. So if he doesn't reject it. Correct. So he can go out there and say, well, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Not my fault. Hey, we love this legislation. Well, you can thank me for that. Hey. Then the NRA people, thanks a lot for, hey. I didn't didn't say anything. Thanks for nothing. You know? You know how he operates. Do we have the NRA? Yeah, they're online too. Are the they? NRA nice. uh, ad posted? The, Did we find it? The parody thing? Yes. Yeah, I put it on our website. Okay. Realradio.fm. One of the Parkland students is, has a parody of a National Rifle Association ad. Dana Loesch or whatever her name is. Lash. Lash or Loesch. Yeah. L-O-E-S-C-H. Yeah, yeah it's pronounced Lash, I think. Whatever it is. I'm not too concerned about getting it right. See that one where she's got the hourglass? That's the one I saw, yeah. That's scary stuff. And we're coming for you. Boom, time's up. Yeah, what the hell does that mean? Well, you know, it's threatening, isn't it? What does that mean? Do you you want your NRA members to pick up uh, weapons and and go after the people you mentioned? Uh Get the hell out of here. I'm telling you, Jim, if this was uh, a terrorist or somebody that was Muslim or somebody that was affiliated with ISIS and they said, we're coming for you, time's up, clinking You're absolutely it. correct. They would be, you know, we, they would be on the terrorist list. I don't know why that One of the fathers, of the, par- one of the, fathers of the victims of Parkland said yeah. the same thing. Said oh, that, really? You know, exactly. Gotten, I don't know whether it was a, a, a state legislative committee or Congress and essentially said the same thing. If you had the, one of these so-called terrorist groups from uh, outside the United States posting something like this, you say we're going after those people. Okay, right. Of course. Do we have that? See if you can track that down. Yeah, the original pinky. one, it's on It's on there. Just yeah, the put in NRA one. ad. Uh, NRA Dana Lauscher or Loesch or whatever. Yeah, we're coming after you. Your time is up. I said, like, what the hell are you talking about? Shut the hell up. You think you are? Time's up. Are those fat, fat old guys that join these militias and run around in the woods, you know, fighting. We've had guns. enough. Here it is. Sorry. Right. That was way louder than Yeah, and it's a little bit you're talking over me, too. All right, ready, set, play it. We've had enough of the lies, the sanctimony, the arrogance, the hatred, the pettiness, the fake news. We are done with your agenda to undermine voters' will and individual liberty in America. So to every line member of the media, to every Hollywood phony, to the role model athletes who use their free speech to alter and undermine what our flag represents, to the politicians who would rather watch America burn than lose one ounce of their own personal power, to the late night hosts who think their opinions are the only opinions that matter, to the Joanne Reeds, the Morning Joes, the Mikas, to those who stain honest reporting with partisanship, to those who bring bias and propaganda to CNN, The Washington Post, and The New York Times, your time is running out. The clock starts 
now. Ah, shut the hell oh, up. She flips yeah, the hourglass. Yeah, she yeah, flips the hourglass. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean by that? Oh, and she's got a, a show. These are enemies of a democratic, uh, democratic republic. These are a bunch of big phonies. The NRA got news for you. They're, 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 they exist to, uh, to represent gun sellers and gun makers. You know, we're going to stand up. Yeah, you get all these fat slobs out there, you know, with their guns. What are they going to do? Put on their camouflage? And what are they going to attack Jimmy Kip? What is this all about? I mean, it just, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. They are in the business, my friends, of making money for themselves and making money for gun sellers and gun makers. That is the purpose of the National Rifle Association, and it's been that way since the late 1970s. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! All right, before we get to that, the major uh, networks, the television networks are reporting that uh, a major announcement on North Korea will be coming, uh, I don't know whether it will be coming directly from the president at what, at 7 o'clock tonight? Yes, or sir. Or from the White House They're himself. saying around 7 o'clock. Around 7 o'clock, the president of the United States will be making a major announcement on North Korea. Now, I don't know what they're speculating. We're not that tied in. We'll try to get some more information about that and uh, bring it to you as quickly as possible. Uh, time right now for that regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against Brock Gilbert is the backup. What is the prize? We have a pair of one-day passes to the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard happening March 12th through the 18th. Uh, this PGA Tour event is also Orlando's most social event watched by millions of fans all over the world. This year you can join Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, Tiger Woods, Jack Bradshaw, Pat Clark, <laughs> and celebrate the tournament's 40th year at Bay Hill. Tickets are on sale now at ArnoldPalmerInvitational.com. That's all presented by MasterCard. The legacy lives on. Thank you very much, Mr. Pinkman. You are Excellent very job. welcome. Let's get Brock on board. Hello, Brock. Yes, I'm here. You ready to play? Yes, I am. Thank you. Okay, category sent by Brad, co-producer for All Golfing. It's entitled, For the Love of Golf. Miscellaneous facts and figures about golf. Are you ready to go? Let's go. Yes, thank you. Going to reset the clock and we'll begin in three, two, one. When was the first U.S. Open? What year? 1960. How many wins for Arnold Palmer on the PGA Champions Tour? On the Champions Tour, um, 40. According to Forbes, how many million Americans played golf in the U.S. in 2016? Um, 75 million. According to Golf Digest, the odds of an amateur making a hole-in-one are one in what? One in this many. How many? Um, one and 40 million. How many wins in major championships for Jack Nicholas on the PGA Tour? 75. Oh, boy. Time. Okay, oh put you on hold. Let's bring Jim back in. 
I think uh, he got a little confused on what a major is. But that's cool. He did well. Brock did well. I only go to minors. Yeah, minors. The tournaments. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, that sounds creepy. Otherwise, stop it. M I N O R. That's right. Same that, thing. Wait a second. Yeah, it sort of is. M I N E R. I meant. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound any better. What sounds creepy? He goes to golf. Uh, coal tournaments. Uh, Jim, it's we have a category submitted by Brad, co-producer for all things golf, yeah. for the love of golf. It's our final category f- uh, in uh, tribute to the Arnold Palmer Invitational next weekend. We have a pair of tickets on the line. Miscellaneous facts and figures about golf. All right. Are you ready to go? Sure. Resetting the clock for you, and we'll begin in three, two, one. When was the first U.S. Open? What year? 1930. How many wins for Arnold Palmer on the PGA Champions Tour? 45. According to Forbes, how many million Americans played golf in the U.S. in 2016? Uh, 28 million. According to Golf Digest, the odds of an amateur making a hole-in-one are one in blank. 200,000. How many wins in major championships for Jack Nicholas on the PGA Tour? 50. Okay. Think about that. I don't know about that at all. I have no idea. I don't have a clue. Yeah, we know. Try to We're, pick up some information on this North Korea thing. Checking, sir. Getting checking. a little nervous. Okay. And, Jim, uh, you have a five-second handicap, unless you want to add to that today. I I know. Seven? No. Six? Come on, let's go. Ten? Wrap it up. All right, whatever. 30. Adding to your time, you're playing against Brock. Mm. Thanks to Brad for the golfing categories. <laughs> up. First U.S. Open played on a nine-hole course in the Newport Country Club in Rhode Island. What year? Brooks said. Uh, 1960. And Jim? 30. 1895. Really? Although, you know, Jim gets the point. I guess he's closer. Whatever. Uh, Let's see. Arnold Palmer on the PGA Champions Tour. How many wins? Half were champion major championships. But how many for him? I was confused. Brooks said. 40. Jim. 45. The answer is 10. Brooke gets the point. Do you remember Champions Tour is a senior store? Remember? Uh, no, I, I didn't no. know that. Oh, mm-hmm. you, you people should know more about golf. <laughs> like me. You people? Yeah, you heard me. Mm-mm. I play. Uh, according to Forbes, how many million Americans played golf in the U.S. in 2016? Brooke said. 75 million. Ooh, Jim. 28 million. 24 million. Jim is close. And Jim gets that point. It's actually down from its peak in 2001, it was at $30 million. <clears throat> That was the peak. Now, Golf Digest says the odds of an amateur making a hole-in-one are one in how many? Uh-huh. One in what? Brooke said. Uh, one in 40 million. And Jim said. One in 200,000. It's actually one in 12,500. Jim is closer. Uh-huh. Jim will get that point. He uh-huh. leads three to one. Oh, but I warn you, it is not over. It isn't? Oh, by the way, Brad has a hole-in-one. Oh, it's over. If he gets this one on the money, we go to time. I've still got him on time. You yeah. don't know for do. sure. You don't know for sure. I do. You don't know for sure. I counted. You don't know. <laughs> how many wins in major championship? How many? Yeah, how many wins in major championship wins for Jack Nicholas on the PGA Tour? So, how many majors did Jack Nicholas win? Brooks said 75. <gasps> majors. 50. Jim said. No. Jack Nicholas holds the record for major wins with 18. Uh, Jim takes Jim it and wins the game. Jim wins the game. Oh, Tiger I'm so sorry about that, uh, uh, Brock, but... I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will win. I can't lose. Mm-hmm. 
Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Pin, pin. From the Associated Press, President Trump says South Korea will be making a major statement at 7 p.m. Says he's discussed the matter with President Moon of South Korea. So, I don't know. I I have no idea what this means. Maybe they're opening up negotiations, formal negotiations. Okay. But when they get bombed. No. I have no idea. Negotiations are good. Talking is good. Well, I don't... When I hear the the, pre, the current president, or occupant of the White House, when it says major statement on North Korea, going, what, what does that mean? You know, he's got to take his attention off Stormy Daniels, so every time there seems to be a crisis headed his way, where he's getting a lot of negative publicity. He does something to pivot right. in another direction. Well, that that wag the dog theory, didn't they accuse Bill Clinton of the same thing when it came to Monica Lewinsky? So I'm every... sure they all do it, but he does it to yeah. the max because there's so much crap that's uh, that's headed his way. Anyway, so we'll uh, if we get any other information on that, we'll bring it to you. But uh, 7 p.m. That's the estimated time that a major announcement will be delivered. And I don't know if it's the president getting mixed signals on this on whether the president himself will make a major announcement on North Korea or whether the president of South Korea will be making a major announcement on North Korea. Maybe they agreed to talk to each other. That's what I said. Maybe they're opening up negotiations to ease tensions between the two. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. You big Jim Weasel. A truck driver accidentally spilled 60,000 pounds of beer on a Florida highway. It was Bush beer so it was probably worth about $15 total. Hashtag good value. Next, a zoo in Waco, Texas has a two-headed snake on exhibit now. I wonder if its enclosure is custom built by Chip and Joanna. Finally, an Australian woman is behind bars after filming her son smoking out of a bong. Crikey. There really are a lot more rules over there than Outback leads on. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to refinancing a home or purchasing a home to get that mortgage for your new domicile, your new kingdom, go to WeAreNotTheBanks.com. They're better than the banks. They're a direct lender, and their mortgage is made easy. Brad Siebert uh, works with you, walks you through every step of this process, and answers all your questions. Uh, they can even come to you for a closing with their mobile closing unit. They're great. I've used them, and several people I know have used them for refinancing and purchasing new homes. Uh, with Whatever your credit history is, they can work with you. They even have special loan programs for people who are self-employed. If you're military, they can handle VA loans as well. Check them out on their website. It's wearenotthebanks.com.
Phillips file for a uh, Thursday, every Friday, between the hours of 3 and 7. It is the Jim Colbert Show. And we take this time to talk to Jim, see what he's got on tap for tomorrow. So what is on the agenda for Friday? Got got a big one. Uh, You know, we're obviously broadcasting from Universal Studios as part of the Real Radio Takeover. And uh, tomorrow we're going to talk to Jack Hanna. Oh, yeah, cool. uh, we're also going to interview Rick Surrency, who is the superintendent of schools for Putnam County, uh, because they are working hand-in-hand with the sheriff's department to begin training people to put them on campus with uh, with the weapons to arm personnel on schools. Uh, and Putnam County, I believe, was one of the first counties to pop out and kind of openly say, we're, we're going to go ahead and embrace this program, and uh, I want to find out what that is and i want to find out uh what you what kind of hurdles you encounter from parents and students and other members of the school board and all those things i'm just very interested in that process uh how they do that and by the way i guess uh, they basically are deputized and trained as if they were going to be an officer i'm not yeah i'm not crazy about the idea of lois in the cafeteria you know who Takes 144 hours being armed with a pistol. You know, I'm. You know, if we're going to do this, I'm. I'm just in favor. You go before the citizens and say, however we do this, whether it's by fee or levy or increase your property taxes or whatever we need to do to raise the revenue to put more police officers on campus. Because at this particular point in time, before we solve anything else, let's improve some security. That's what I'm in favor of. But if you know as well as I, I think, if we went before the populace of any community, say. We'd like to raise your school taxes, your property taxes, or whatever to put more police officers on the street. People would come unglued. They wouldn't. They 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 they'd rather arm Lois, you know, who uh, bakes the the lousy pizza in the in the cafeteria than uh, than coughing up a couple extra bucks to hire more cops. That is the tight wire, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, that's that's the yeah. interest. Uh, that's that's kind of what I want to hear him talk to me about, Jim. I want to I want to find out how they feel about that. You make the joke about Lois with a free idiot in the small of her back while she's slopping out mashed potatoes, but you know, <laughs> yeah, but who is it? You know, who is it? Is it you know? I guess we've been told that there can be no teachers. Uh, well, unless- te- yeah, teachers don't want to do that. Teachers don't. Yeah, you know, they got enough problems and things to handle. You know, they got to teach. They got lesson plans. You know, then they got to coach some some half-assed cross-country team that they have no interest in. Teacher then, by the way, then you get then you're on school bus uh, duty, and they're going. And now you want me to now you want me to train as a as, and become a deputized to do what? Run out in the hallway with a pistol to go against some guy some guy some goofball with an AR-15? I don't think so. I, teachers don't want to do that. I don't do, think they want to do that. Do you think this is the equivalent? And, I, and I'm just you know, running out on a limb here. To, is this the equivalent of putting the security company sign in your front lawn and the stickers on your Maybe. window, but not but not actually having the system? Maybe. Is, I, is this one of those things where if they are basically, t- it's like the, it's the window. It's a it's the beware of the dog without the dog type thing. Is this, do they kind of believe, and, and I don't know where I am on this, Jim, to be honest with you, I'm actually leaning toward it with, oh man, with proper training if something needs to be done uh, other than what you say with raising taxes and the hiring officers, which we know is going to come into massive opposition. Sure. You know, this would be the next step because a lot of people that are in the schools or I guess some percentage uh, could have possible military yeah. backgrounds. And if the students understand that there is a possible retaliation of fire if they decide to do something like this, I guess it could thwart. You know, we really don't know. But, I mean, 
it, that's at least part of the program, and it has to be, right? The existential threat now is, you know, and if nothing is done, we will see a recurrence of what we saw in Parkland to, to some degree, lesser or more. But the underlying, I believe, the underlying predicate is still the number of weapons in, in this, it's gun violence yeah. in, in this country. Other, other advanced nations, uh, they don't have this problem. And they don't have this problem not because they're less violent. They're just as violent as we are on occasion, but they don't have access to weapons like we do. And, either, and, 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 that, and that's, the, that's the predicate. And, and being a gun owner and being involved in, in shooting sports for many, 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 many years, for over 50 years now, in some form or fashion, off and on, um, I just come. I've just come to this conclusion: these uh, semi-automatic military-grade uh, rifles—they don't need to be in the public. I, I there's no reason for this, at least in my estimation. And I've had one. Yeah. And I, I completely understand. You know, and, and you know, back to the whole idea of the, the officers being on school and having access to weapons. I just find it where you, you look at it and again, do you? You have to face that argument with the idea that are you really going to thwart somebody who is basically looking at what they're doing as a suicide mission to begin with? Like, is that going to really deter? You know, can you really prove that the death penalty deters? Well, you know, of course, there are plenty of arguments that say it's not really built to deter. It's built to punish revenge, uh, to punish whatever, to end. Uh, but. But I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to hear, like I said, Rick Cerency, who is the superintendent of yeah. schools, is going to try to explain all this, and I'm dying to hear him do it. Yeah, and I think I want to t- turn to Jack Hanna, but and I also think, you know, arming uh, whoever it is, whether it's a teacher, cafeteria worker, the janitor with a pistol to go up against somebody with an AR-15, there's a world of difference between an a- uh, bullets coming out of an AR-15 than coming out of your 9mm Sig Sauer. Now, maybe, okay, whatever, at least you take that opportunity, that chance to uh, to take down but man a lot i mean look at how we talk nowadays it's like well you know we, we're gonna arm are we gonna arm the teachers or the cafeteria workers and this this is this is i i don't want i don't think anybody and most parents they don't want to they don't want to be sending their kids to 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 school saying i'm worried about you know we had this well, case up in georgia where one of the a public school teacher got pissed off at something locked himself in the room started shooting through the ceiling so the, you know, so why why arm teachers? I yeah, I I don't know, but you know, to what you just said a second ago, I know that uh, one of the employees that used to work on the hall, uh, Jade Donovan, who moved on to go up to New York and be a, uh, a valuable talent up there, is uh, pretty heavy on Twitter. And today she tweeted about taking her five year old to school and <laughs> and almost breaking down when they started going well. over the the live shooter protocol for a five-year-old, you know, and of course it does sound completely insane. I mean, we dealt with this through the cold war a little bit, didn't we? Um, well, we uh, with the whole stop, drop and roll thing when the, yeah. when the whole atomic bomb. I dropped, think you mean dumb yeah, yeah. Well, what I mean, we have, I believe we have fetishized guns in this country and, uh, being a former member and a longtime member of the National Rifle Association, of which I'm no longer a member, I think it's the NRA, starting in the early 1980s, that began the process of turning guns into something of a, a fetish and uh, are really a lobby to uh, help sell more guns. They represent gun makers and gun sellers more than they do the average uh, person who possesses guns, a very small portion of americans who have firearms belong to the national rifle association but man right. their power in the state of florida is just outrageous you know 
You know, Jim, at one point, you know, it's funny, I was listening to NPR a little bit today, and they had mentioned a, a quote uh, from Donald Trump and actually played it about, uh, is it time to start really looking at the idea of the current video game situation where, you know, how, and you say fetishize, and I, I could semi-agree with you there, but if you look at that, is that the NRA's issue or is that the entertainment world's issue? Is that, is that what mm. we allow is that what we allow people to see on television? We've gone over this argument a hundred times in our business about the idea of the, how Europeans are so progressive with, you know, they don't mind the, the humanality of sexuality being on television, but the gun thing is more uh, uh, kind of um, uh, taboo to that audience. When you look at us, I mean, video games, movies, I mean, that, that is just part of our culture, even in our entertainment. We're almost sold it in our music and everything. So uh, at what point does, that have any responsibility because you talk about fetishizing you don't do that naturally and NRA doesn't do that the NRA doesn't run spots to tell you about great guns it's, it's video games it's movies it's things like that where you see people using well, them well there is NRA TV on uh, that you can access uh, I there's no that I'm aware of and there's no causal link between uh, video games and and violence any more than there's a link between pornography and antisocial sexual behavior they're just not you cannot make the claim well because somebody watches porno therefore they engage in that kind of behavior any more than somebody who plays a video game you know has i happen to believe there is a certain amount of desensitization desensitizing that goes along uh with this with this kind of stuff and i think that's been put forward by psychologists and psychiatrists not a causal link between yeah, that and behavior but can you make the argument that playing so-called violent video games desensitizes people towards violence you know and you have, to the porn argument it's interesting because you could say well yeah uh of course not everybody that watches porn turns out to be a, a sociopathic uh, homicidal sexual deviant but in the same sense everyone that is does you know so it you, know, you could make that odd argument, the gun argument, almost apply it to that porn thing because at what point you say to yourself, well, is it worth having it out there if it causes people to act in this way and harm innocent citizens? It's, it, 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 is, it is an almost unanswerable situation in a, in a free world, right? I mean, you almost can't do that. Well, I mean, okay. people who engage in gun violence or people engage in, in deviant sexual behavior also drink milk. I mean, you can always make yeah, 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 you, you right, can make these links. That's why that, that's not there. There's just no studies out there right, to right. to establish a causal link that doing this causes that. Let me move to Jack Hanna. Do you think Please. that Jack Hanna wears that hat and that safari shirt all the time? You know, he goes out to dinner with the family. Do you think he's you know maybe a polo shirt and you know some Man, I've, cargo I've, shorts I've or has he always had that hat? I bet <laughs> Ask him. I'm, I'm dying to know. <laughs> I, be, I have to tell you, I have to say that's probably a pretty good chance because the only thing we can parallel <laughs> him to that we know is Steve Irwin. We know that guy is a khaki shirt, yeah. khaki short, brown belt kind of guy. Yeah, he. I think that he wore that wherever he went. It was the same cost, let's say, uniform. But I wonder whether Hannah maybe... You know, when he's not on TV or doing a promo where he says, I can't wait to get out of this damn hurt, this shirt, you know, and just, you know. You know doing some show prep and, uh, you know, kind of learning a little bit about him. You know, this is, of course, his Deb segment. Uh, but, you know, we, we obviously do jump in. But, you know, you look, I mean, that guy is, that, I mean, it's an amazing story. You know, he, at one point, I believe he was, he was here in Central Florida. And it's just a really an amazing story. I mean, the guy's career spans many, many, many years. Uh, I think he's been with the same woman since he was, you know, in his teens or early twenties. I think they've been together the entire time. And uh, the guy, 
I just don't think he, he is just completely unaffected by fame. Ask him, yeah. Ask him if yet. there's an ask him if there's an animal that he's afraid of, or an animal right. that he would never. It's on the list. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, you know, like, I don't want anything to do with that. Or, you know, what's the most dangerous animal on the earth besides human beings? Um, Right. Guys like that really always use the word respect. I mean, you say fear, it's weird because they know so much about them. They understand what causes them to be dangerous. So when you hear them talk, like a lot of the reptile guys, because, you know, we have Savannah, and she talks about uh, working with those, of course, deadly animals all the time. And she said there's just a genuine respect. Everybody kind of already understands that a silverback could tear you in half or a lion could literally bite you dead and, and not even try hard. But, right. you know, it, there's a respect that comes with that, that when they talk about them, they talk about them in a, in a sense that everybody understands the rules in, of engagement, you know? Yeah, you get him on the spot tomorrow. See if he knows anything about a, a pelican spider. I learned this yesterday. There's a spider out there. It's called a pelican spider. I don't think you can find them in the United States, but pelican spiders, you know what they do? I do not. They hunt other spiders. Do they really? They, Yep, they hunt other spiders. And the way that they do it, all spiders apparently lay down a, a silk trail. No matter where they go, they, they always lay down a silk, silk trail. And they believe that pelican spiders follow a silk trail to another species or another type of spider, breed, whatever you call it. And that's the way that they track them down and snare them and, and kill them and eat them. Pelican spider. Fair? That's true. That's is a that, true story. Is that their only diet? I think so. They're, yeah, they, 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 they eat spiders. That's what they do. They just... Is there another species that does that? Well, I mean, there are other animals that eat their young. You yeah, know. I know, but they're primarily cannibalistic. <laughs> I mean, is there another species I don't that's know. much their food source? I, well, I don't, yeah, but I don't, I don't think they're eating pelican spiders. I think they're, you know, where's a daddy long legs or where we're oh, a black widow or, yeah, they're going after other... They're going after other spiders. I don't know. Maybe he knows more about it. He might say, oh, well, let me tell you about the pelican spider. Who knows? <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll be listening tomorrow. Have a good show. Right? Thanks, buddy. You got it. Right. Jim uh, Colbert between the hours of 3 and 7 tomorrow on Real Radio. Eddie the Shaman's in the house. we got So You Want to Win a right around the corner. We'll open up the lines if you'd like to play. We've got some great prizes for you. Then towards the end of the program, Eddie will get our chi flowing only on Real Radio 104.1. Not to compound any issues that may arise from drinking all day. Hungover and an hour late. Don't forget to set your clocks forward this weekend. Real Radio 104.1. From...
keys for you. Eddie the Shaman is here to help us out with So You Want to Win It. What is that you say? What is that you ask? Can I say So You Want to Win is three rounds. We have prizes for people who make it all through three rounds. Round one is Brad's True False. You have a lifeline for that. You get through that, you go to round two. Brad's in the news. These are stories ripped from the headlines, current events quiz. And if you make it through that and go to round three, it's Brad's Who Said That. It's multiple choice. I provide you with a quote and then give you some options, and you pick the person you think uh, made the quote. As simple as that. Mr. Pinkman, what are some of the prizes? We have a pair of tickets to the Orlando Science Center to experience Mindbender Mansion. You can find out more info about that at osc.org. Uh, we also have a family four-pack of general admission tickets to the Central Florida Fair nice. as it celebrates its 106th year that is now through March 18th. You can find more info at centralfloridafair.com. A pair of passes to the advanced screening of Pacific Rim Uprising on March 20th at AMC Altamont 18. And last but not least, a pair of one-day Universal Orlando tickets with park-to-park access Sweet. and more uh, to go and celebrate Mardi Gras now through April 7th. Uh, you can find out more at universalorlando.com. Also, join Real Radio out there tomorrow. There you go. Some nice prizes. Let's get this underway. Garrett, you ready to play? Yes, sir. Good All right, afternoon. All right, Garrett, here we go, son. Brad's true, false. You have lifelines. Don't forget that. True or false, Garrett? 30% of U.S. office workers have secretly disinfected or wiped down a co-worker's desk to avoid spreading germs. Is that true or false? 30% of U.S. office workers. You have lifelines if you want them. I think that's true, Jim. Okay. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. No, I'm sorry, Garrett. It's fifty oh. percent. Wow, that's a lot. Have you ever done that? Wiped I've wiped down, down no. some stuff, but yeah. I don't think anybody's some stuff in the office, but well, nobody's we've wi- desk. We've wiped down your desk. Well, before. it needs wiped, but to be wiped down. <laughs> wiping, it needs wiping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, it's better than it used to be. I don't know. Yes. What are you saying? Definitely. Yes. Oh. There you go. He's talking. There's I, no talking. I waited. I went <laughs> yeah. digital. I just, I just pointed. You know. Uh, here's my question: Would spraying Lysol, or you have to actually wipe stuff down? Because where I work, we have you know things like you have. So if you were sharing them, you actually had wipes that you had to wipe it down when you were done because the next guy was coming in to use the exact same equipment. What? Yeah. Larry, what you're talking into right now. The microphone, Eddie. Some, just hold like a Mo, microphone. Mo has a shield purple, you know, foamy thing, whereas you don't. I don't because it makes me stronger. Aha! It's like eating, eating dirt. That, thank you. It's yes. like eating something off the floor that I saw Angel do the other day. How was it? Ask Angel. <laughs> he, he seems to be healthy He as didn't a horse, come in though. today. Oh, oh no. got the trots. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, he looks seen. healthy as a horse to me. Those Peeps Oreos, they don't agree with everyone. But the thing is, like, it's tuna yeah, salad, yeah. too. Can you just spray Lysol like, like a into their cubicle with that counter, you literally have to go in and wipe stuff down. That's That was the trick of my mind. wipe it down. You can't just spray stuff in there. No. Gee, that's so cool. You have cool. to take the disinfectant wipes and wipe their phone, wipe their keyboard, perhaps, or something. It's like, yeah, whoa, yeah. Jeremy, Hello, Jeremy, Jeremy. Nice. Come on. Nice. Here's Tommy. Ready to play, Tommy? Yes, sir. Here we go, Tommy. True or false, son? The Everyone Wins gift bag each Oscar nominee took home is valued at $18,000. Is that true or false? The Everyone Wins gift bag, every Oscar nominee takes home, was valued at $18,000. True or false? That's true. Not true, you say. You want to use a lifeline? Mm. No, sir. Okay. That's your final answer? 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's what? false. Hundred thousand dollars. Dude, I was gonna say like eighteen hundred, maybe. There oh, no. that many people. Twenty thousand dollar oh, uh, bag. Eddie, no, Eddie, each listen nominee up. a bag, a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff for each one. Eddie, Eddie. what are you? Yeah, they get the watches. Get they get watches. There's they jewelry get... in there. There's technology Why in there. Why are their kids yeah. starving? Why do teachers not have money? What is going on? That's insane, bro. I think they're bro. sponsored by the stuff that's in there. Yeah. yeah. They walk out. The celebrities walk out, and they read off the teleprompter for about 15 seconds, sponsored and they get their bag. Sponsored by Van Cleef and Arpels. Too. I feel like the reason many of those people show up at that crap just to get the bag. To get oh, the goodie bag. I know I'm not going to win, but man, I want that Rolex. Yeah, yeah dude. Swag. Stuff we all get. I love that. When we all get Russell Crowe is auctioning a lot of his oh, personal, personal items because yeah. he's getting divorced. What would you like from Russell Crowe's bag of goodies? Ooh, he's uh, got guitars. He's got. No, uh, I don't need them. Odd think of Russell Crowe. What would you like? I want something gladiator-ish. I want oh, something from this gladiator. chariot is up for, for auction. The Fully cha- functional chariot and also two replica horses from the film. I don't want to get the replica horses because that's not such good karma. But how much is the chariot going for? A swift five hundred dollars? No, it's like ten to fifteen thousand. Yeah, I won't be bidding on that. <laughs> Maybe I can get one of his autographs or something, or like a, an old baseball card of his. Maybe when he played junior league or something. How about his leather league? skirt from the movie? Oh, leather skirt, Eddie! You'd be great in a leather skirt. I would be entertained in that skirt. Ah, uh, right there! Right there! Right. Are you not entertained? Did you get this part too? Yeah, I'm down. Here's Dan. Ready to play, Dan? <laughs> True or false, Dan? True or false? Twenty-six point six million people visited Hong Kong in 2017 making it the number one most visited destination in the world. Is that true or false? Hong Kong is in China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say that's true. That's your final answer? Yes. yes Round two. True, Good right. job. Here's Mo. Oh, here. Brad set me up for that one. Oh, here <laughs> you are. Uh, Brad's in the news. This is These are stories ripped from the headlines. And here is your offering. This just in from Boomerang Bob. A Perth family was kicking it on a walkabout around sand dunes on a remote beach in West Australia. That's when they stumbled upon part of an experiment dating back to 1886. They got the message right. Pop the cork. Now they're part of a new Guinness World Record. What is it? Lifelines if you want them. Uh, I'll use a lifeline. Bro, Bro. Pinkman, is it the oldest message in a bottle by That's the police? Final answer. There you go. Uh-huh. That's exactly, Eddie. That's exactly <laughs> yes. what it is. Synchronicity. Yeah. Sending out an SOS. It was in German. Here we no. go to Brad's who said that. Uh, here's the quote. Now tell me who said it. You have lifelines for this as well. Here's the quote. I believe that every human mind feels pleasure in doing good to another. Now, who said that? Bob Dylan, the poet Dylan Thomas, or the president Thomas Jefferson? I believe that every human mind feels pleasure in doing good to another. Bob Dylan, Dylan Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. I think I know, but I'm going to use Lifeline. What do you think, guys? Well, it's an I believe statement, so I don't think it's Thomas Jefferson. I'm going to go with Dylan Thomas, that poet laureate. I'm going to go with Bob Dylan. Split decision, Bob Dylan, Dylan Thomas, or Thomas Jefferson. It's up to you there, uh, Dan. I'm going to go with um, Dylan Thomas. Dylan Thomas. Oh, boy. That's your final answer? Come on, baby. Yes. I'm sorry. Everybody was wrong. It was Thomas Jefferson. Ouch. Ow, that one. Ow, that's new. That's the best one. That hurt me. (laughs) Is Paul ready to play, Paul? Oh, you betcha. Okay, I, got a, oh, I you think betcha. I got a good one here for you. 
It's a, you know, yeah, it's, it's simple, too. It's true, false. you got some lifelines there if you want them. Here we go. Only, right. only true or false, only one X-rated film has ever won Best Picture. The Last Tango in Paris. Is that true or false? I think I'll use the lifelines for this one. Oh, yeah, you know, it can get kind of sticky with this one. Hey, Pinkman, I'm talking here. I'm talking here. No, bro, that was Midnight Cowboy that was X-rated and got the Oscar. Bazinga, so that's false. And it's a nice nor'easter you're driving through. Oh, my. Yeah, chowder. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go with false. Are you going false? Okay, then. That's your final answer? Yeah, yes, Eddie the Shaman's right on target with that Midnight Cowboy. Marlon Brando nominated for Best Actor yeah, yeah. in a leading role in Tango. Hide the stick of butter. Well, it's a good, it, it's a good thing Remember you're that? moving on here. Well, yes, dude. <laughs> Come on, really? Seriously? Uh-huh. All right, round two. Here's Mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a common bond under the Brad's in the news category. Common bond. A couple of things. You tell me what they are, how they are linked. Wastefulness, ego boost, and a biohazard. What do these three things have in common? Wastefulness, ego boost, and a biohazard. Mm, tough one. This is a hard uh, one. Uh, Eddie Pinkman, help me out. Hey, just uh, get close to it. Pinkman, do you think like like? Do you think someone's like dumping their like human waste somewhere or something, or like their skin or exfoliant? Mm-hmm. All right, it's not liposuction, right? Oh, okay. Oh no. World leaders. Is it world leadery? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that has nothing to do with world leaders. All right, so we can rule out nuclear programs. It has to do with social media. Yep. And uh, uh, outer space. Wastefulness. Maybe it's that, that Ego Elon. Boost. Maybe that Elon Musk thing. They're like jealous that he it? put a rocket in the sky, and now it's going to pollute our air. That's your final answer. Well, sort of, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I'm going to kind of give it to you. Uh, these are the three things they complained when he put that Tesla up in, in space. Sure. They said it's wasteful, it's just a boost to his ego, and it's a biohazard. That's close enough for me, you know what I'm saying? They're oh, just jealous because they can't ya. afford oh, yeah. to send one of And I would just like to, you know, oh, got to think about it sometimes. Here we go, <laughs> Brad's who said that. Here's the quote, tell me who said it. Oh, my God. Remember, Brad, you have lifelines for this. I mean, Paul. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Jesus, Jim, slow down. Come on. Take a deep breath. That was here only the first name you messed up. Here in we go. True. I was going to say true or false. Brad's who said that. Here's the quote. So much to do, so little done, such things to be. Who said that? Elizabeth Taylor, Mother Teresa, or Carmen Cruz, the mayor of San Juan. So much to do, so little done, such things to be. Um, for my help again there. Yeah, here we go. Like, come on, guys. I, that on. sounds like Carmen Cruz. It sounds like there isn't enough being done in Puerto Rico. So much to do, so little done, such things to be. What were the other two options? Elizabeth again? Taylor or Mother Teresa? Mother Teresa. Split decision. Paul, what do you want to do? Elizabeth Taylor, Mother Teresa, Carmen Cruz. Oh, boy. Jim, can you help me out? Oh, yeah, let me think here. Oh, if I had to think about it, you know, give me about uh, eight minutes, and maybe I could, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I could uh, give you an answer. Eight being the I, operative number. I wouldn't be married to any one answer if I were you. Well, I agree with you. I think that um, Elizabeth Taylor might be the right choice. Oh, you going with Elizabeth Taylor? I don't ever she ever got up your way, but boy, she was really missing out. You know what I'm saying? That's your oh, final boy, answer. You. Yes, yeah, sir. baby. Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. There you go, Paul. Married! Woohoo! Probably related to HIV and AIDS. 
So much to do, so little done, such things to be. Oh. 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 Kind of sweet. Oh. What's the matter, Ernie? Oh. I don't know. I was reflecting earlier. About? And, uh, just about you and about life and the sun. Oh, oh here we no, go. No, it's like all beautiful, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like. Jim's uncomfortable with all this inter internal strength. I reflect when I'm in the bathroom for an extended <laughs> period of time, too. Oh, oh my God. I was. I was driving here because the traffic's been crazy. So I've been having to take, like, serious alternative routes. But I don't like, like, MapQuest. I'm just like, I think this runs parallel. And so the journey that I've been going on is kind of like the journey that you and I have been on. Who knows where it's going? But at the same time, we always arrive at the same spot. We look at each other and smile. It's love, man. Yeah, try not to worry about it too much. Yeah, I have no control over it. That's what that's, and you don't understand. That's what I'm keying into. I mean, I'm controlling the things I can control. Like I got to drive my car. I got to put gas in the car. Like those things, I'm there. But the rest of the universe, dude, it's a mystery. And now, even more than ever. It's, I think it's coming to us and unfolding in us. And now we've got to look at it with fresh oh, eyes and be like, dude, yes, Mo, you see? Right there, that uh, that sound makes me want to go even further that way. Does it? Yeah, wow. totally. Come back, right, Eddie. Thank you. All right, Eddie, settle down. It's uh, Come back on that cosmic uh, seaplane, whatever you're on. Let me take a little break. When we come back, more of So You Want to Win. Grab a line if one's open. Win a nice prize. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show ever. Come on, my NyQuil and ecstasy is wearing off. So you want a winner. Right, let's get back to So You Want a Winner. Three rounds to So You Want a Winner. Eddie the Shaman and Mr. Pinkman are your lifelines. Our next contestant. Bob, you ready to play? Thanks for hanging in there. Here we go. Okay. All right, Bob, true or false? Jeff Bezos' calculated fortune of $112 billion includes the $39.2 billion from earnings in 2017. Is that true or false? Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Calculated oh, fortune. Sure, why not? Yeah, you yeah I would say, Pinkman, that sounds true. I bet he lit it up. Last year was like record sales and stuff. So sure. Yeah, Brew. Nice. Bezos. So you're saying true? See. Mm -hmm. They're recommending true. Uh, okay, we'll go with true. Right. That's your final answer? Yes. Yeah, all right. There you go. Round two. Good luck. Okie dokie. Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. And here's your question. Data from a Hebrew University study suggests that men from South America, Asia, and Africa have held steady for the past 50 years, while those from North America, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand are more than 50% less productive. Lifestyle choices, including smoking, obesity, and stress, could have them down for the count. What's the concern? Boy, uh, that's definitely a lifeline, please. Yeah, you got two of them. Uh, I would say that their little swimmers aren't as many swimmers swimming, if you know what I mean, right, Pinkman? You can say sperm. Oh, sweet! Sperm, <laughs> baby! The counts are down! That's your oh. final answer? Yeah, there sperm they go. He's on target. Okay. Sperm is down! Oh, no, it's Howard Coast. <laughs> see, I did, see what I did there? I think that was, that was the most bizarre 30 seconds of Eddie the Shaman ever. Ever. Yeah. Really? That is correct, yeah. Eddie. <laughs> Imagine if I had 20 minutes. <laughs> no. I think he's on something. I don't know what it is. He's on love in the yeah. universe. Oh, on a you. good vibration. You're you right. understand? I sent a text to Pinkman <laughs> saying, hey, man, I can't text you because my thumbs are broken in a thumb wrestling tournament. So I'm texting you with my tongue. <laughs> Your tongue? It was pretty funny. Eddie. <laughs> You're doing pretty good. I go, both my He goes, I salute you. I go, I'd salute you too, but my arms are in a sling. How are you driving? <laughs> With his tongue also. <laughs> you should say driving a stick shift. 
What's Jim thinking right now? He's thinking, how did I get into this? I'm thinking, you, why did I put in another you year? You asked me. Just let's remember, you asked me to be here every week. That's I right. have it on tape. It could have been this or the Kino guy. So, you know, listen. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, here we go, Bob. A pap- pack of Duracell is all he needed. That's right. Oh, my. All this would have been different. Let's see how Mr. Funnybone does on this one. All right, good. Here's Brad's who said that. Here's the quote. Okay. Tell me who said a quote. Uh-huh. I am not defensive. I am paranoid and schizophrenic. Who said that? The shot doctor, Truman Capote, or Andy Kaufman? Oh, all oh, a little boy. off there. Yeah. Uh, you have lifeline. lifeline. Yeah, sure. You got two of them. Go ahead. I'm gonna go with shot doctor. Shot doctor. Shot doctor. It sounds like something. I'm say. not defensive. I am paranoid and schizophrenic. Now, as many Andy as Kaufman, people, Truman Capote, shot doctor. As many people might think it's Andy Kaufman because of his madness. There was method in that madness. I'm going with Mr. Capote. Oh, another wow. split decision. Mm. Shot doctor, Truman Capote, Andy Kaufman. Uh, I'm with Truman Capote. Truman Capote. That's your final answer? Yes. Oh, it's no. the shot doctor. It was totally the oh, shot doctor. Totally the shot doctor. Yep. He makes up words that don't <sighs> totally, go together. Totally brutally. <laughs> I am paranoid and schizophrenic. That's what he said. Yeah, Let's I go to, uh, All right, right, Michelle, your turn. Here we go. True or false. We've got to get a winner here. All right, Michelle, true or false at eight. Oh, Michelle, are you there? Over? I'm, I'm here. I'm oh. just laughing. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Here we go. True or false, at age seven, Dakota Fanning holds the record for the youngest Oscar winner ever. Is that true or false? I believe that's true, but I would like to confer with a lifeline. Lifelines? What do you think? That is completely untrue. That would be oh. Anna Paquin for the piano. I believe you. That would be not right, Eddie. I don't then believe you. Tatum O'Neill oh, with another one. Mr. O'Neill in that movie. Paper Moon. Paper Moon. Yes. Yeah, so it's no. It's not what's her name. No. Dakota False. Fanning. What are you saying? False. What are you saying, Pigness? Uh, sure, I agree with Eddie. Okay. What do you want to do there, Michelle? True or oh. false? Okay, I'm gonna go with false. I'm gonna go with Eddie because he made That's your final answer. Yeah. Okay. It is You're false, right. oh, but, but it was Shirley Temple. It was not oh. any of those women you yeah, mentioned. So we're not going to give any any credit on that one. <laughs> no points for you. Eddie. Round two for you, Michelle. Listen closely. You have lifelines. Oh, Michelle, this is Brad's in the news, and yours is Dateline, Deptford, okay. New Jersey. A massive fight broke out inside of a familiar parlor around 6 p.m. Sunday. Police said the fight involved 15 to 20 people. A woman suffered a minor stab wound to her hip, but the house band was spared any slices. Police chucked two women into the paddy wagon. What motivated the fight is unclear, but we've seen this cheesy scenario play out before. Where did this all go down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, help me out, guys. Lifeline. Pinkman, was it Pizza Land in New Jersey where the Sopranos were shot? Or is it a I'm going to go with Chuck E. Cheese. That's your okay. final answer. Yeah, cool. there you go. You said it. <laughs> yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, cheese is right. That's the Chuck E. Cheese. There you go. All righty. Okay, here we go then. Boy, he cracks himself up. Eddie, today, settle he? down, man. Settle down. You're drinking that juice? What are you doing? You're on that juice no, again? I'm just, you know what, man? I'm really... You're feeling lo- the I'm, love of life, I'm aren't you? Really, I feel really good, and you know what? I love you. It's that chocolate. I think he had too much chocolate. I did yeah. have a little of that chocolate. Where'd that chocolate come from? Colorado? No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. Right down the street, man. Right down the street. Okay. No, Here I bought go. it fresh. Brad's who said that. Here's the quote there. Uh, Michelle, tell me you said it. You have lifelines. Quote, one should never take for granted the sound of applause. Hmm. Who said that? Sir Alec Guinness, Gary Oldman, Sir Lawrence Olivier. 
All great actors. Yeah. One should never take for granted the sound of applause. Sir Alec Guinness, Gary Oldman, Lawrence Olivier. Sir Lawrence Olivier. You have lifelines. Michelle. Okay. Um, lifelines? All right. Here's my here's my conundrum. You know who these actors are, Pinkman? Do you know who all three of them are? Uh, Gary okay. Oldman, yes. Gary Oldman. Alec Guinness played Obi-Wan Correct. in Star Wars, but he was a famous you know, British actor. Same. And then, of course... Probably more famous for The Bridge Over the River Kwai. Very true. And Whatever, Lawrence just Olivier. Was and then Lawrence million. Olivier is Lawrence Olivier. So, Sir Lawrence. Uh, I think... Marathon Man. Oh, and, of point. course, Hamlet. I, I want to say... Is it safe? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Sir Alec Guinness, even okay. though I think it might be Lawrence Olivier. I'm going to go with Gary Oldman. Okay. Okay. All right, Michelle, what do you want to do? Sir oh, Alec Guinness, Tim. Gary Oldman, or Lawrence Olivier? The boys are split here. Oh. I know. I it's believe in you. Can you. Sir oh, oh, come on. Wait. Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Sir Lawrence Olivier. What did you say, Eddie? I said uh, Alec Guinness. And Pinkman said Gary, Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. and nobody said Lawrence Olivier. Huh? So I think I should go with Jim. And say, no. Lawrence. No. Get, is it Guinness? Jim, Sir can Ale you eliminate one of them? Sir Alec Guinness. You can eliminate one, I guess. Can yeah, you I can eliminate one of them? Yeah, I'm going to eliminate Lawrence Olivier. So it's either Sir Alec Guinness or Gary Oldman. Ooh, we're close. Sir Alec Guinness. You're going Sir Alec Guinness. Who recommended that? Edward. That's your final answer? I'm sorry, Michelle. No. Gary Oldman. Yeah, oh, but she said he's an idiot. He's no. an idiot, man. No, that's what she said. Dang it, man. She said, damn it, man. Oh, that, that's what idiot. I am. Don't put words in her mouth. I, I think I heard, you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I, I heard it clearly. She said, you're, you're an, an idiot, idiot man. Uh, no, Eddie. Oh, you I'm did not tool. hear that. No more so sugar for you, Eddie. Oh, clear as a bell. Right there, man. She was burning up. Selective. She was so angry. <laughs> Selective hearing. She, was so, your ride she such felt a so high. good. This feels so good. You're an idiot, man. <laughs> she turned on you, tool. Eddie. She turned on you. Oh. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't know whether she said it or not, but it sure sounded good. Let's get a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. An ex-Cleveland Browns coach held a fired Browns coach's party at the NFL Combine. The punchline for this joke is the Browns. Boom. Roasted. Next, a Minnesota state representative has authored a bill to keep the most recent bachelor out of the state. This is way less cool than Jim Morrison being banned from Florida. Boom. Roasted. Finally, America has a billion-dollar drunk shopping problem where people tend to buy stuff online while drunk. At least half of this is probably funded by Sean Wasson. Boom. Roasted. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. That's right, and you don't have to miss a moment of The Phillips File or any show on Real Radio, for that matter, if you download that iHeartRadio app right now. Uh, you get to listen to Real Radio or any of your favorite music anytime, anywhere. All you have to do is go to the App Store, tap Download on iHeartRadio, and you're well on your way to that free iHeartRadio app. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook Brought to you by Seacoast Bank See why local is better by visiting SeacoastBank.com Better by all accounts since 1926 Member FDIC From the And now back to the greatest game show ever You wanna win the hokiest, cornballiest, 
So you want to win a couple of more contestants for So You Want to Win Let's get back to them. Art, here we go. True or false? You ready? I'm ready. All right, Art, here we go, son. True or false? The dick test was invented in 1924 and was used to identify those susceptible to scarlet fever. It was called the dick test. I don't know why. It's just the dick test. True or false? Uh, Lifeline? Sure. Totally true. Totally true. Both are saying true. What do you want to do there? It was only, oh, it's a dick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I guess. True. Majority. Yeah, let's that's go with that. That's a good. That's a good decision. Uh-huh. Here you go. Round two. Good luck. Uh, Yikes! Art. Yours, Brad's in the news. Your your question is a common bond. A former head judge for Next Top Model, the majority owner of a strawberry cooperative, and advocate for cheaper vodka and better underwear for women. What do these three people have in common? Uh, Lifeline. Uh, they're all forming a company or a collective. Cheaper vodka. Right, wait. A former head judge for Next Top Model, the majority owner of a strawberry cooperative, and advocate for cheaper vodka and better underwear for women. The third one is the cheaper vodka and better underwear for women. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Uh, 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 is it Chelsea Handler? Or do you think it's like they're all judges for a new show? Maybe mm, Pinkman? you got to get out of the country. Oh, uh, okay. They're all British top models or uh, next uh, top talent or British's top talent. Mm, British's? No. no. Oh, boy. British's American Idol. Wait. <laughs> Hold the phone. Rewind. Okay. Okay, you got an um, America's Next Top Model I, judge. No, I didn't say that. That's so out of the United States. I said a former head judge for Next Top Model. All right, Britain's Next Top Model. I didn't say Britain's anything. I said Next Shh. Top Model. Do you think it's another country? Oh, Lithuania. I said it's outside top. of the United States. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, uh, is it Germany? The second person. You're too far. You're too far west. Yeah. Oh. The second person is a majority owner of a strawberry co-op. And the third person is an advocate for cheaper vodka and better underpants for women. <laughs> now, there are three people. Cheaper vodka. Russia. Okay, what there about it? There it is. Russia's next top model. Oh, oh, Russia's got talent. Ru- Shark Tank in Russia. Uh, Russia's burgeoning industries. Uh, oh, oh, wait. What? No, wait. Something to do with election something or another. That's your final answer. Yeah, give it to you. Yeah. Give it, yeah. All of those three people, <laughs> Eddie... Are running against Vladimir Putin. Thanks for, for nothing, the presidency. Brad. That was easy. <laughs> Here we go. Hard. Here's Brad's who said that. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. It's multiple choice. You have lifelines. Quote, it's always too early to quit. Now, who said that? Norman Schwarzkopf, Norman Vincent Peale, or Norman Mailer? It's always too early to quit. Norman Schwarzkopf, the great uh, army general who served with my cousin Freddie Fogg, as a matter go. of fact. Yeah. No, he did. In East, uh, East Berlin, West Berlin. Norman points. Vincent Peale, of course, who uh, was... Uh, An author and a preacher and a and kind motivational of a self-help, speaker. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Or Norman Mailer, the great American novelist and journalist. Really more of a I'm novelist. i to go lifeline with this also. It's always too early to quit. Mm-hmm. Norman Schwarzkopf. Norman Vincent Peale. Norman Mailer. I, dude, I mean, obviously it sounds very warish, so I'm thinking Schwarzkopf, but I'm going to go with Norman Mailer. Boom. I'm going to go Schwarzkopf. Uh, I'm going to go Schwarzkopf. All right, hold on a minute. Hold, I'm going to give you a little bit of help, all right? We got Norman yeah. Schwarzkopf, Norman Vincent Peale, Norman Mailer. I'm going to give you a little bit of help here. Mm-hmm. Your lifelines uh, recommended Norman Schwarzkopf or Norman Mailer. Mm-hmm. It's neither of them. <gasps> 
then I'm gonna, I'm going to go with the guy who's left. Norman uh, Vincent Peel. Peel. Oh, That's your final what? answer. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. There you go. Good job, all right. Oh, for Pete's there sake. There you go. Good job, son. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm excited. One more you? to go. All right, here we go, One Kyle. More. Good luck to you. Thank true. You. All right, true or false, Kyle? Uh, follow Take my your time. follow my lead. More than half of American households now have a landline and at least two wireless telephones. Is that true or false? Use your lifelines if you want. More than half of American households now have a landline and at least two wireless telephones. True or false? I'm going to have to say false because... Yeah, that's, that's all you need. Don't get in the weeds, baby. We don't in the weeds. You got the bell. It, yeah. Round two. It's no longer a dirty little secret. The world's facing an epidemic of infections that no longer respond well to the drugs used to treat them, also known as superbugs. 23,000 Americans will die from these infections, and researchers have discovered a hope in the way of a down-to-earth remedy. Eddie may be on to something after all. What is it? I have no clue. I'm going to need some help. Galactic space, man. No. There's particles in the universe or that are going to help us. How about eating dirt? That's your final answer? That'll work, too. <laughs> yeah, eating yeah, dirt. Eating dirt, Eddie. Eating dirt. Yeah. Dude, we're all stardust. You know that, right? Uh, no, that's true. It's, no, no. It's a fact. We're all oh. stardust. Oh, yeah. We're all particles from the, the universe. origin of the universe. Oh, God. I've been seeing a lot of auras recently. No, the, the, the Big Bang, and we yeah. are all part of that. We all have it. In, it's in our DNA. It's in our bodies. It's in everything. It's beautiful, man. I'm having an existential crisis. Here's the quote. Tell me who <laughs> said it. The best kind of crisis. The quote, I knew he was going down like power windows. Now, who said that? Jack Bradshaw? <laughs> Hulk Hogan? Or Dog the Bounty Hunter? I knew he was going down like power windows. Jack Bradshaw? The producer of the Phillips file, Hulk Hogan, of course, the wrestler, former wrestler, <laughs> our dog, the bounty hunter. Use your lifelines. I would love to use a lifeline because it sounds like dog, the bounty hunter, but I'm going to use a lifeline. I was going <laughs> to lean towards dog also. I'm going to say Jack. Oh. Uh. Pinkman says Bradshaw, and uh, Eddie says dog, the bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. What does Jim say? <laughs> Jim says. Says one of them is right. Jim says it's not Hulk Hogan. So it's either Dog the Bounty Hunter or Jack Bradshaw. I'm still in it. Daddy-o. <laughs> and say the quote one more time. I knew he was going down. Hold on, let me. Try it again. I knew he was going down like power windows. You're under arrest. <laughs> I knew he was going. Go ahead. I'm going to say it's Bradshaw. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. Yeah, baby. Right, yeah. Good <laughs> job there, Kyle. What was that in reference I to? Was, I don't remember when I said it there, but uh, I remember seeing I was at Mardi Gras oh. for the first time, and this uh, someone was walking around with no top on, and on the back it says, the, and the quote was that, well, that they go down like power windows. Very good. Good job. Thank you for playing So You Want to Win Out. Nice. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You're not getting me that way. My children, it is time to let your yin meet your yang. Reach deep into your soul. Find your inner child and teach him not to touch himself in public. It's the hardest working man in the business. I give you 
Eddie the Shopman. Oh, the love bells. Okay, Eddie, what do you have in store for us today? Dude, I got to tell you, man, ride the wave, man. Sun is coming. We're going to be changing over the clocks this weekend. It's getting nice out. The light's a little nicer. When it gets later, it's a little lighter. Everyone's just chilling. You can see the little, like, diamond reflections off the lake, man. But, Jim, today we celebrate. Do you know what we're going to celebrate today, Jim? What's that? Eddie? Today we celebrate the birth of two great men. Today is Scott Maxwell's birthday. Yeah. That's right. So I left him a voicemail, a wacky, wacky, awesome voicemail. Of course you did. Letting him know. And it's Catherine Brown's husband, Ed. It's his birthday, too. And oh, I thought about birthday. it. Like, isn't it weird, Jim, that we know both of them? And yet, like you said, with the particles in the dust, here's our universe. And we have these two other people that we know that are a part of our universe. But who would have thought that her husband and Scott born on the same Under day. the same star. Eddie. That's the kind of psychic thing that you just got to be like, dude, that is so cool. Now, Jim, you know what's really cool? What's mm-hmm. that, Eddie? Loose incense. Loose incense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now I know you know I like incense. I've been burning every day religiously, even though it's not religious. It's more of a ritual. I've been burning every day. So I started with loose leaf, you know, the stuff that I usually bring in. You know the smell. You're like, I know that one, Eddie. But then I got these Tibetan ones that were like really tight that looked like thin straw, almost like a whisk broom. And I burned it. I'm like, this doesn't smell the same. And I'm like, duh, because it's a different incense. But then it had it on the little market. What's your thing. favorite? Said, Sandalwood? What do, what do you go oh, for? Oh, no, no, no. Patchouli, Nag Champa incense. Okay. But as far as smudge, this loose stuff, Jim, dude, it almost looked like hay, uh-huh. but it's loose incense. Yeah. So you grab like a little bundle of it, almost like, ready for this one? You ready to go old school? Remember Excelsior? Uh, when no. we were kids, Excelsior, that was the loose hay you stuffed in a mattress. No. That would kind of, it was in the movie The Bad Seed. Uh, she sets fire to the Excelsior and it kills Leroy. The bad seed. Yeah, look up The Bad Seed. But it's Excelsior. It's like a hay kind of a thing you stuff mattresses with. Well, the thing was, I brought it out and I'm like, oh, and when I opened the bag, it kind of poofed out. And I'm like, I got to burn some of this right now. Dude, loose incense. It's like Jim. For people, now, what are you doing? This you doing? I, mean, I burn just, everywhere. You, I, I mean, oh, you're dude, I almost burned in your parking are lot. Are you meditating? Or oh, yeah. Are you just changing oh, the odor in a room? What are you doing? What I'm doing is here, like we talked about it earlier. If I'm at work, before I go to work, if my call time's 30 minutes prior and I get there 40 minutes, I'll give myself five minutes just sill, like sit and chill. There's a little park bench, and I burn the incense. I set out the plate, you know, my little plate. And I just kind of let everything happen around me. Yeah. And that was when I discovered the wind. It wasn't that I was blowing incense where it needed to go or the smudge. The wind was pulling it where it was needed. So oh. I realized it was a reverse effect. So when I got with the loose incense, I sat outside in your parking lot. I could sit there and go, hey, man, I think I'm going to smudge here. This could use some. Or I'll go to a theater. Or I'll go somewhere. Just whip it out. Start burning some, man. <laughs> it's so cool. And even if the cops come by, I'm not going to get busted. I've been busted. to those theaters before, yeah. but they closed them down. The NBI closed them oh, down. They the yes, it is true, yeah, Jim. Talk about whipping it out. Boy, those windows were tinted, mostly. Now, Jim, I know you, a lot Joke. of people drink tea in a bag. I'm with you. A lot of people drink tea in a bag. Loosen it up, man. Try loose tea. It's the same thing. All you got to do is strain it out yourself. Totally different. But, Jim, I want you to think about this. Okay. Were you ever scared, Jim? Of? Just anything. Sure, of course. Well, here's the thing. For so many years, I got into a zone where I would say, dude, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. It's like when I said no offense or like. I got into a pattern, and I realized, Jim, I was scared. I think I was saying I'm not scared to put out that false front before I discovered the cosmic love shield that I was really scared. And why was I scared? And I started looking at it and went, wait a minute, what are you so scared about? And that's why, Jim, last year I had that epiphany that you helped me with where I realized I don't have to be scared anymore. In fact, what if there's something under your bed? 
That could you know be scary. That's every once awfully in a while. scary. Oh, you know what's scary, totally Jim? Is. Oh, yeah, you got that right. Totally jumping ship for a second. I was on my roof trying to clean my roof because I'll get busted if I don't clean my roof. And, dude, scared is you look down and there is a snake, bro, this big going into my garage. Oh, big, no. big black snake. So I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So I'm trying to jump down the ladder. I think he heard me because he starts slithering his way out. This dude was this big. <laughs> He's about that fat. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm spraying the hose trying to get him to go over there. All of a sudden, he starts climbing a tree. I'm like, okay, I'm leaving you alone. But then I went around the other side where the pool is, and I took a picture. Bro, half his body was like this big, and it was like this. And I'm like, bro, I'm sorry. You <laughs> can't live in my garage. I no. was like, no. And I jumped off my roof. But, Jim. Oh, Eddie. I want you to think about your intuition. How often do you use your intuition? A lot. Good. You have to use your intuition because believe it or not, you There's do have that, baby. you have a cosmic no inside yourself. Not a no as in no negative, as in I know things. And that's why, again, you read people really well. Jim, how's your uh, depicting deception? Are you pretty good at that? I never really think about that too much. All right, last thought then. Okay. What about your first impressions? Do you ever get those like phone calls where they want to ask you questions and... What do you do on that? Do you I answer the do, phone? I do not answer you don't. the phone. You don't even answer the phone? I, I used to think I was pretty good at first impressions, and then I discovered not so much. You remember the old rule in Hollywood was you never People answer really the phone. Be con you can't answer the phone on the first ring. You have to let it ring three times, because if you answer on the first ring, it means you're too desperate. You Who have to that? let it. Life. That's Hollywood, man. You can't let them know that you're. Again, do you see how we have to put out an impression just by answering the phone? It's like That's the negotiations. Why... You never talk first. Bingo. Thank Hello. you. Yes. And never also, do you remember when uh, the answering machines first came out and someone actually screened a call and you went, wait a minute. I don't have to answer the phone. They're like, no, dude. See who's leaving the message first. I never answer the phone unless I know who's calling. <sighs> really? That's pretty interesting. I like that. I mean, you know what? You're yeah, not your phone get goes off, you answer, yeah. it goes into a big bank, and it's just relayed to other people who are going to call you and try to sell you something. There you go. Brothers Never and sisters the of phone. love, yeah. what have you learned on the Phillips file today? Don't answer oh, the phone. And I learned that Jim and Eddie and everyone who takes Eddie's advice will not win $1,000 from <laughs> our upcoming iHeart keyword contest. Yeah, but that's different. You've already put the energy out by sending in the you text. Have. You, you have to receive the energy people. back. Some people, yeah. Are, yeah, they got yeah. a connection. You're okay. already saying, hey, They'll take bro. that chance, but if you're just sitting there and all of a sudden the phone rings at 8.23 at night. Night, you go, Who's that? You're I like, don't know. Yo, lovers, give me some free stuff. I could use a thousand dollars. Wow, a call you, coming in from Montana. Well, I wonder if I should answer that. You know what, Jim? Tonight would be a great night to do. What? Crack out the old chimenea. Do you remember your uh, chimenea? Do you still have it at your house? I never had a chimenea. No Jack, Jack has the chimenea. Jack, are you gonna crack out your chimenea tonight? It's out, but I'm not. Uh, maybe Dude, I don't tonight's know. an hour. Yeah. Brothers and sisters of love, think about this. Tonight's the perfect night. It's just cold enough. Crack out the chimenea. Not too much. Don't worry about setting fires. But what it is, you get a blanket or a Baja blanket, a little bit of tea, maybe a little bit of coffee, maybe a glass of wine for those who drink. Sit outside. Burn the chimenea. It's so beautiful. Maybe grab one of them fuzzy blankets and sit under there and just be with the light, man. And be with the sun and be with the moon and be with the chill. Because you know, Jim. In just a little short while, it's going to get hot again. Oh, so, yeah. dude, soak it and in. And it's really going to be hot this summer. Bingo. It's getting worse. Bro, you know, know it's it true. Is. You know it's true. Oh, and for those who like cocoa, you can have cocoa, even with marshmallows. I Jim. can't drink cocoa. It gives me the trots. Yeah, I don't do cocoa either. <laughs> I can't even do mocha java anymore. It just didn't. It just killed me. Just did you have me. to bust out with that, really? You know what's I amazing? I like to tell the truth. All right, well, listen. That Jim, dinner uh, hour. Next to my car for the last Jesus. week has been a sandhill crane. No, like as far as you are to me is the sandhill crane so he's about a foot away yeah. and i'm looking at him and he's just looking at me and i'm like don't poke my eye out but he's just chilling but did you know that sandhill cranes they're prehistoric birds 
prehistoric. Do you know what that means? Bro, they've been around since the dinosaurs. They've been around since the dinosaurs. You look at their feet and the way they walk, it's dinosaur walk. So there's a reason why that prehistoric creature has been standing next to my car. You're telling me the Sandhill Cranes yes. have been around since the dinosaurs. Thank you. Look it up. Prehistoric. Look Pre- it up. Totally true. It's before you know they history. Made for life? Yes. They have- and they're beautiful. And they have little heart shapes, the little red things. All right. We've got to keep moving because I'm going to be out in like two seconds. Remember, brothers and sisters of love, remember yeah. what the owl said. Jim, you know to do it. Use your intuition. Use discernment. Deceive that deception, and most importantly, trust your first impressions. Okay. Take a deep breath. In. Let it go. Ah. And remember, we're all made of stardust on the peace, love, and the Phillips file. Stardust. Shaka! Thank you for partaking in the cleansing of your soul. This is just one step in your journey toward inner peace and happiness. Remember to keep your chakras in line and wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. Jim Colbert Show tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 7. I'll see you Monday starting at 3 right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina and Celine. They follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next. Tonight, eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. Good night, Penny. Good night, Will. Remember, brush your teeth.